0: Tomorrow, depending on where in the world you are, tuning into the show. Show this out, show this out, show this out. All right, hopefully my microphone's working properly. uh, The settings are always messed up, so if you can't hear me, tell me. If you can hear me, tell me. And I'll have you guys tell me whether or not you can hear uh, raw when I start playing the recording. Just because, for whatever reason, this computer's tripping every now and then. Didn't do it in the beginning, it just started doing it, you know, uh, in the last two weeks, right? Uh, I don't know why, but for some reason it doesn't... uh, doesn't want to work right denise welcome casey welcome show this out show this out show this out so it's friday night the law of one right been kind of crazy because of the full moon and the energy and the energy that's going on now some of you know jacqueline taylor gave us a video talking about the energy that's going on greece welcome uh and the activation energy and um i didn't get a chance to speak to that not even class i just forwarded it to you guys in returning to the old ways and in the uh, um, law of one class chat so you guys can watch that video that was sent to me by jacqueline taylor and uh, uh i wanted to talk about that because this is what um, we've been working for not just myself but worldwide right thank you denise denise said i could hear you thank you because i know i'm not talking to myself um worldwide this activation that has been the three-year activation that literally culminated with last winter if you're in the northern hemisphere or your summer that you just finished solstice that just happened in december and um, then starting january i believe the 2nd of january um, then the energy shifted and, uh, and the scientists knew about this they were talking about the the coronal mass ejections, that's what the scientific term is for uh, solar flares, uh, that uh, the energy coming off of those solar flares happens uh, all the time naturally throughout all of the stars. But what they're starting to realize is that that energy actually uh, is coherent in a way that they don't know about and are just now starting to figure out. So... um, Yeah, some of you, if it was in a private group, in case you said we couldn't see the video because it's a private group. Oh, see, I I was unaware of that because I could click on it and watch it. So I'll tell you about it then. (laughs) I apologize for that. Uh, I'm in the group, so when she sent me the video, I just clicked on it. I didn't realize it was relocating you to a group. I just thought it was playing the video, so I'll explain to you what the video was about. And and I kind of uh, gave you a quick synopsis just then. It's about the energy. Thank you for uh, sharing this stuff out and hitting light, guys. Uh, It's about the energy coming off of our sun, and and I wanted to further that. So let me explain what the video said. First, the video said that this activation energy that has started and it runs, uh, it's just now ending. Um, Today is the 10th, the 11th or 12th of this month. That activation energy uh, is, is done, but, it, but the activation is a, is like a slow burn. It's, it's causing people to uh, activate in a way, uh, spiritually li- uplifting uh, a large uh, uh, population of the planet is, is making a very big change. It happens all the time in the 1960s uh, in, in the United States, just in the United States alone, but around the world you can uh, see a, a certain change in all of humanity. Think about the way America was. If you're from America, you kind of know about our history. Think about the way that America was in the 40s and the mindset of the people living in the 40s and then uh, the 60s, that they blamed most of it on drugs, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, but you don't get a change that drastically uh, changing more than just people who do drugs, uh, unless it's something else. And, um, and, uh, sorry, now I'm being, uh, talked to, uh, am um, now I'm being talked to uh, in messenger. I'll have to answer, uh, this Mandy talking about tomorrow. And I'll get to that in just a second. Um, she said, now I'm confused and I don't know why she's confused because, uh, because uh, I, I didn't think of any confusion, but I can't answer her now because I'm live. She'll have to wait now until I'm not live for an answer to that question. So... Uh, so quickly, now that she segued us, I'll do that and then I'll go back and I don't have the visual ready because I've been uh, running uh, meetings half the day, uh, literally almost uh, every hour of my day except for the last two hours. And then I was preparing for this um, because tomorrow um, I'm producing in the group that I created, Ancient Aliens Worldwide, where we, I was informed today by Mandy Wilson, who is the curator of that entire group that we are at 300 or 295,000 members. So we're about to hit 300,000 members. Uh, and we, every time we've been doing that now for the last five years, Facebook delete 70 or 80,000 of our members uh, and says, "Oh, those were inactive accounts. Uh, and this is the closest we've gotten to the 300,000 uh, member mark. Uh, so we're hoping that by March or, you know, April you know, at the most, not even into May, we should be over the 300,000 uh, um, member mark, unless Facebook deletes a bunch of our, our stuff again. And I want to segue into. So tomorrow, we're going to be interviewing. Well, I'm I'm going to be producing. It's my group that I created, and I'm going to be producing. But I'm not going to be. You may not see me on camera at all. Maybe at the very beginning, and then that's it. Um, an interview with Jim Penniston. And, uh, and Gary Osborne, who wrote um, The Enigma, the book, uh, and I don't have it in front of me, otherwise I, I could read it. Or I'll look on my phone here and read it to you. It's, it's about the Rendlesham Forest, famous Rendlesham Forest. I always have a problem saying that word. Um, incident, UFO incident that happened a long time ago in the 80s and uh jim peniston was in, in the air force and he was one of the airmen on that was on the base over in england in the forest and in rendition forest and he responded to lights out in the uh looked like a glowing red light flying around and it, and it landed in the forest so they went out to investigate the military did an hour it was a joint military base so it was english and american forces there and the first responder were two men one of which was jim peniston and he uh was braver than everyone else so he walked right up to this craft and actually touched it and then uh instantly messages were downloaded into his head that he didn't understand they were binary code which is what we use as the base for our computer all computer systems on this planet it is con- the computer language on this planet i used to write that code when i was a, a teenager and into my early 20s before uh back uh, before windows uh took over and even when windows took over before they upgraded from windows uh 95 uh to uh, uh to, to the next one 97 or whatever it was the second version uh, we used to have to write code zero ones ones and zeros we had to understand what that meant uh to tell the computer to do things and then when they improved DOS and went to Windows, we were able to then use language, but we still had to write out all the code, uh, and a lot of times had to write the ones, zeros, and zeros and ones. Now, you guys have no idea now, unless you're old, unless you're in your fifties or older, what that even means, because all of that's done automatically even by your smartphone now. Um, but the code was ones and zeros and zeros and ones in uh, was downloaded into Jim's mind, and he didn't know what it what it meant at all and it was a long time before he decided to write it down because he kept bothering him so he wrote it down and when he did he needed help trying to decipher it Gary Osborne who is in fact a scientist an Englishman uh, who, he's living here in America right now who is a scientist uh, and a UFO hunter and and a physicist and all this stuff, I've written 12, 13, 14 books now, uh, got together with, with Jim and they wrote a book called The Rendlesham Enigma. And um, that book was published uh, a while ago. And since then, Jim has written many other books. Or, I'm sorry, Gary has written many other books. And, and uh, they both uh, are speaking. they we were on Ancient Aliens, uh, the, the television show, and they speak everywhere. In fact, Jim is going to be speaking on Coast to Coast coming up next month. And I'm happy to say he told us today that Uh, that I think it's George Norrie still doing it, but the Coast to Coast people wanted him to be on um, this month, in fact, and soon. And he said, no, I'm going to be giving an interview for Ancient Aliens Worldwide, uh, so a live uh, interview, so I'll do your guys' interview next month. So he actually told us today he put off doing that show uh, until uh, March because he's doing in February tomorrow. Uh, he's doing our show. So we're going to have the two of them exclusively the first time live that the two of them have ever been together live on an interview. Since ri- writing the book since collaborating on this book years and years ago, they've always been independent. Uh, people have asked Jim owner, they've asked Gary on and they've talked about them about this. No one has done this. So it is an exclusive worldwide first exclusive with jim peniston and gary osborne tomorrow on ancient aliens worldwide on facebook and it starts at 2 p.m west coast time that's 5 p.m east coast america time uh and uh it, from the 2 p.m we're uh, gmt minus seven so that'll give you where you're at in the rest of the world but if you can't figure that out uk time is uh is uh um, She put down 10 p.m., but that doesn't seem right. Oh, yeah, 5 p.m., 10 p.m. U.K. time uh, and uh, India time. So wherever you are on the planet, you can figure out what time that is. You have to be in the group, Ancient Aliens Worldwide, to watch it. But it is not a private group, so you can't – or actually, I think it is a private group now. We had to change it to that. So you do have to to go – I would say go ahead of time and join the group. As long as you're honest and you don't lie when you answer the questions, you'll get in. Because we know that you guys are going to be coming in. If you don't like the group after that, you can always leave the group. So it's not like you're stuck in the group. But it's the only place you're going to see it live. Uh, After that, we will post it. It will be on my podcast. For those of you listening on the MP3 file, you will get to hear it live. You'll get to hear it in Memorex, right? You know, you get to hear it in in repeat. Now, I want to segue into, so that is tomorrow. uh, And it's really exciting that these guys are going to be on. So don't miss that. I don't have the link handy. Like I said, I've been in meetings all day, and, uh, and it's been crazy for me from the get-go. I was eating breakfast in a meeting, um, and then I forgot to do my uh, my medication, my blood pressure pill, and, and was going, why is my head bothering me? I feel like I'm, my head's going to explode. And I, like, I didn't do my pills, so I had to go and do that, so it was kind of crazy. Okay? Uh, crazy day for me. So let me segue into this. So then uh, looking into, because we were talking about who's going to be listening into this uh, this uh, interview tomorrow, because we're going to have some exclusive information. And we do have uh, some books. So we do we did get from the publisher, I believe Mandy said three books. So we are going to be giving away the the uh, revolution, Enigma books, I believe those books, and but it could be one of Gary's new books as well. I don't know which we got, but she said we got three books. So I'm assuming that's the enigma. The a Enigma that we're going to be giving away so if you guys haven't read that book you might be able to win it uh during the show so you might you got to tune in live otherwise you don't get a chance to do that and if you have questions tuning in live is going to give you uh, you the access to asking questions to these two gentlemen uh i've talked to both of them and we've done interviews with both separately on ancient aliens worldwide in the past two years and you should watch those we did gary uh uh, twice two different times and jim once now so it'll be third time for gary and the second time for jim in the last two years i believe just in the last 12 months but it could be a little bit longer so you guys should check that out so okay so now i want to segue into because we were talking about this and uh, who will be tuning in I had said, listen, guys, I'll, I'll tell you right now that we're going to have eyes on us, and ears on us um, from the Pentagon and all over the world. And of course, Jim and Gary were, were, were like, yeah, of course, was <laughs> what do you mean? I'm like, look, if they're going to be embedded, the FBI is going to have people embedded with Donald Trump uh, during the January 6th debacle. Um, just discredit him. You don't think that they're going to be paying attention to what we're doing. And I cited. I, I track this just on one of the platforms alone—not on Facebook, not on YouTube—but just from Podbean, where I post my MP3 broadcast. Okay, I didn't look it up on YouTube. I didn't look it up on Facebook. I didn't look it up on uh, on Anchor FM, which is Spreaker. I just looked it up on Podbean, and my podcast is listened to in more than seventy countries on the planet. Right? Okay. So what do you do? All right, but it tracks where what country someone is in on the planet no matter how big or how small if you have a a, an, a a a ID on your computer or your cell phone which every phone and computer has an ID that's trackable it tells me where you are on the planet when you clicked on my podcast and that's how I know what and what country of origin. It tells me the country of origin, like in the United States, it'll tell me the, the country United States. Then it'll tell me, Christy, welcome. Then it'll tell me the state in which you uh, clicked on my podcast. And when I click on that state, it'll tell me what city you're in. It doesn't tell me who you are or where you are, but it gets down to the city level. And of the amount of people the, just on that platform alone, the, uh, the 100,000 people plus uh, that have clicked on my show, there are 86 separate countries that are that or 86 sources that are supposed to be countries that they have no tracking for. But so they know that someone clicked on my podcast from 86 places that are not being recorded as a state, a county, a city, anywhere on this earth of those 68 clicks There are 128 clicks on my episodes that have no tracking identification on this planet. So that means they're either governments, right, that are encrypted and you can't record their information or they're off-world or both, okay? So 68 separate, separate, organic, clicks from separate places, not from like the Pentagon, the Pentagon, the Pentagon, it would just be one and it would say 68 times from that one, 68 separate people just on that platform with no ID recognizable on this planet clicked on my uh, podcast. And of that 68, they clicked on 128 times. That means that more than one of them was listening to more than one of my podcasts. Okay. Okay. And they're not trackable, and that's just on one platform, I haven't even looked on on the other, and that tells me what platform that you're on. Literally, there was 35 different platforms from Google Search to uh, uh, iTunes to uh, you know even podcast, uh, podcast addict, uh, 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 you know you name it that you can think of as that is a that is an application. is either on a phone in your car or a program that is in a computer worldwide on this planet and there was like 35 different uh, uh, uh platforms and of those different platforms 68 were logged in that have no discernible uh destination and on those 68 undetectable destinations there were 128 clicks on 128 of my podcasts okay so I said, of course, we're going to be listened to because they are listening in. Just a moment. and I was already told, anyways, for Offworld, that I'm being uh, listened to by uh, the cabal, by the government's uh, deep state, and Offworld. Okay, long ago, years ago, that I was that I that I have people paying attention to every word that I say, who I'm speaking to, and all. Okay, so so I just wanted to say that there was evidence of. It. Okay. I looked that up on one platform alone. have they haven't looked on the other ones. I didn't have time, but I got onto that one, looked on that, and went, look at this, guys. 68 undetectable individual organic places, and on those 68 different ones, and I haven't been able to discern which ones were clicked. It could have been one, you know what I mean? But out of the 68, they all clicked on at least one, and there's uh, 128, which means that either all 68 clicked on two, <laughs> right? or uh what but they were but they listened to my podcast they listen to everything that i'm saying so not only are we being listened to live but that's after i'm live and i post it for the world on an mp3 file so what's going on live who's listening in that are not being recorded that's in the audience that's obvious that that's happening as well okay so tune in tomorrow ancient aliens worldwide tune in and and watch that it's going to be big because they're going to be giving us information both including Jim, especially Jim, they gave us information last time we have talked to them in the last years that they never announced to anyone else in the world. Exclusive. Okay. So that, so you're going to get some more exclusive information to uh, guarantee we're working on asking questions that we know they've never been asked what we did research, Mandy and her team did research and listened to like every podcast that had these two guys on it, listening to every question. Coming up with questions that would either further those questions, or, uh, uh, or you know, or uh, you know, know we're coming up with questions we know nobody's ever asked, right? It, you know, we got Jim Penniston to talk about what the CIA knew last time about the spaceship, went because I know what the CIA knows. They don't like that I know that. But they do. I used to have access to their computers, I'm locked out right now, and I haven't tried to hack in for years. But I used to be able to go. And I talked about that before. I just would go in and look at all their stuff, and they couldn't keep me off of their website to save their lives. Um, and they didn't seem to care for a long time that <laughs> I was getting the information. So during the Gulf War, I talked about that. I went and took all the photos down that were the satellite, CIA satellite photos of what was going on in Iraq and, and uh, Kuwait and showed them to my family. And the next day, those exact photos, uh, then the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Colin Powell, used those exact photos from the CIA satellite to show everyone on television what was going on and why to justify us going in and invading, going, turning from Desert Shield to Desert Storm. And I laughed and went, those are right off the CIA's website. He must have got courtesy copied those because I had those last night. Those are I looked them up. So I used to laugh about that. I used to have all their phone numbers. That's not a joke. When, when Bush Jr. was running for president. I had the, the personal phone numbers and, and um, emails of all the chairmen and the joint chief of the president uh not just whitehouse.gov but of the president and when when trump was running i was in communication with his sons directly still am uh directly i talked to both of his sons uh during the debates and everything not just on twitter or through that kind of platform but but specifically I don't know how I get this information. I'm lucky that way. People just kind of give me stuff. Uh, and, and I go, hmm, is this real? And I, well, I look into it. Or I get you know, briefings and people are like, this is actual. And you need to talk to this person. Uh, so that's kind of crazy. Right? But I'm just the guy in the background that nobody knows about me. Okay. So Christy, thank you for, like, tagging people. Christy's tagging a bunch of people that need to come in and watch the show. So thank you for that. We are going to get into the law of want to pick up where we were uh, last week, which was on question 11, going into 12 and 13. But I wanted to get the commercial out of the way. I was going to do that later, but then when Mandy messaged me and said, I'm confused, what time are we going live tomorrow? And, uh, and I can't answer her. Maybe I'll do that while, um, maybe I'll do that while I, I play. In fact, we have to check anyway, so I'm going to see if you guys can hear raw. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and push play on that. And uh, I'll let it play for a few seconds If you can't hear it. Let me know that there's dead silence. And if there is, I'll have to change my microphone. We have this issue. I don't know why, but the, for some reason we had this issue uh, the other day, last weekend, last Friday, and the Friday before that. right? Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and press play and I'm going to turn it up. Let me turn it up. I know you guys can't hear it. It's turned up on this microphone. And um, I'm gonna, when I stop talking, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to hit play and I'm going to stop talking. If you don't hear anything, type in the chat, I don't hear anything. But you should hear Rob, I'm going to let it
1: play. All right, here we go. You may question me in any manner you deem appropriate. 13.11 questioner, could you tell me taking the question previous to the one that I asked about galaxy and planets? Would you tell me the next step that occurred after that step? All right, so I let that play a little bit. If you heard nothing but dead air, please tell me that. I know there's
0: a lag, so I have to wait for you. Louder, please. Okay, but well, we do know that it's working. Thank you. I will we'll, I'll turn it up. And the, I noticed the weird thing. This microphone uh, is lower, and I don't know why. I noticed that, too, when I started listening to last week's broadcast. I was like, wow, okay. So the microphone hangs down about six inches. Like, I'm holding it up to my mouth right now. Uh, and I seem to be in the background quite a bit, but it's also lower. So let me try this now, Casey. Let me know if it's good. Uh, yeah, see, Peter says, we can hear that. If you have headphones on, I'm sure it's going to be glaring. It is for me, but I'm going to play it again, and then we'll, we'll see if it's loud enough now. I turned it up to, like, six
1: RA, IMRA, the steps, as you call them, are at the point of question, simultaneous and infinite. All right, so let
0: me know if that's loud enough. I can turn it up. It doesn't matter because it's just in my ear. It's not blaring in my house. It's just in my ear, and it is, so it's not so bad. What I did last time was I took the uh, earbud out of my ear because I have it on on a cord, and I just wrapped the cord around my ear and hung it down next to my ear where I can still hear it. So hopefully that... Peter, welcome, by the way. So, uh, okay, thank you, Christy so and you guys can always turn your stuff up all right so the, what i'm playing you now is actually the question we were on last week so but he's asking how how things work and I'll, I'll let that play out and then we'll continue from there but i wanted to give you guys the promotion for tomorrow because this has been in the works uh, our planning has been in the works now for um, several months about six months uh to get this to we could get two of them in the same location for an hour or two or longer if we could keep them uh, to do this on that platform, because it has to do with aliens and uh, disclosure and all that. Okay, and, and we're kind of talking about that right here with Ross, so let's continue. Okay, And if you guys are, I wanted to say I'm, I'm playing this live on uh, Facebook on two places, Orion Rising, and on my personal page, Leonard O'Neill, and that, for whatever reason, that if you're speaking in that chat and I don't say your name and say hi to you or answer your question, go to Orion Rising, uh, the, the uh, group. Know the page because there is a group too, and that's mine, but that's not where it's live. The page Orion Rising, and then go in there and start talking on the chat. That comes in here for some reason. When I go live in two places on uh, Facebook, it'll give me the page, but not you know, whichever one I click on first, it goes live there. And the other one, the chat doesn't come in here. I don't know why, but if I were to share it uh, and then you start a watch party and watch it in that group, all the chat comes back to here. So, but I but people don't know how to do that, so I uh, so I put it in two places and please share this to other groups so that other people can watch it as well and thank you christy for bringing people in all right i'm going to go ahead and continue let Ra uh,
1: continue here and we'll get into this and talk about the law of one. Okay. 13.12 questioner could you tell me how intelligent infinity became shall we say i'm having difficulty with some of the language how intelligent infinity became individualized from itself ra i am ra this is an appropriate question the intelligent infinity discerned a concept. This concept was discerned due to freedom of will of awareness. This concept was finite. This was the first and primal paradox or distortion of the law of one. Thus, the one intelligent infinity invested itself in an exploration of manyness. Due to the infinite possibilities of intelligent infinity, there is no ending to manyness. The exploration, thus, is free to continue infinitely in an eternal present. 13.13 Questioner Was the galaxy that we are in created by the infinite intelligence or was it created by a portion of the individualized infinite intelligence? RA, I am R A. The galaxy and all other things of material of which you are aware are products of individualized portions of intelligent infinity. As each exploration began, it, in turn, found its focus and became co-creator. Using intelligent infinity each portion created an universe and allowing the rhythms of free choice to flow playing with the infinite spectrum of possibilities. Each individualized portion channeled the love slash light into what you might call intelligent energy, thus creating the so-called natural laws of any particular universe. Now, I'm going to
0: stop there because I, I want to show backup to what they're saying here that I didn't get into last time. And most of you probably don't know about it unless you've read the Dead Sea Scrolls, okay? In the Dead Sea Scrolls, And I don't remember which scroll it's in. It might be the the book of truth, the scroll of truth. But that one's more about Jesus and this universe that we're in. However, uh, when addressing the creation of the human race, in one of the scrolls, the being who created the human race, as we know it now, is called error and error created the human race and all that is with the, with the ego and everything that is, and it was done in error. And then it says in there that, that because it was created by a sub logos and that sub logos was then created by the logos, that it wasn't created by the one, but because of the one, allowing error to to give the gift of free will. Now, the reason I say that is because, according to the Andromedans, if you don't know who the Andromedans are, you should look into the Andromedans. According to the Andromedans, when talking to, and I can't think of his name right now, I can see his face and I can't think of his name, my brain has been in work mode all day with coalition members <laughs> and, and meetings, so i wasn't thinking about um space and, I, and i'll think about it um, in, in a second it's coming to me slowly so when it hits i'll tell you his name he's in communication with the andromedans in his videos he calls them the a's because he doesn't want uh, the algorithm to keep getting a hold of him and banning him so he talks a little bit in code but when he refers to alex coolier thank you um when he's when he's talking about the andromedans he just says the a's uh and they had said, now, now I'm being stopped. I'm going to try and push through as much as I can. If you guys, any of you out there who are mediums, you know that there are certain informations that can't be told to people unless they're ready for the information. But I know this information is something that people can have, so I'm going to push through. Um, the, the Andromedans talk about this entire what they would call an experiment, just like people do when they talk about America and, the, and free will in America being an experiment, is that the whole thing of in the entire known universes, multiverses of complete autonomy and free will was not something that was created by the creator from the beginning. And Ra talks about that, that it wasn't that it was something that was considered through trial and error because things were not moving in a, in a timely fashion. People were not, thank you, by the way, Casey, for sharing. People were not uh, graduating and ascending and getting stuck because they knew they were, in fact, part of the one creator. And so the idea, apparently, was not an original thought from the creator but an original thought from a a different being who was a sub-creator that when everybody, which which is in in a sense the creator anyways, because we are just individualized and we think that we're individuals and that we're not, we don't remember because we've been mind-wiped because we're supposed to be here because of the law of chaos. However, that open and, and new thinking came up with the idea that the universe has now implemented So in some ways, it is, in fact, an experiment and and an experiment that has worked for trillions of years and will probably continue unless another way is found to work and be more efficient. Okay. so the reason I bring this up is because you have Ross saying that this is how things were created. And there was a time before the veiling. And that came to an end because of what I just stated. People were, were not graduating fast enough. They were being stagnant because they knew, oh, I'm the one, man. They're all acting like, like a bunch of surfer dudes. Yeah, dude, we'll get there, bro. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm God. You're God. We're all God, dude, so it's okay, right? We'll get there, bro. Hang ten, dude. I'm going to smoke a bowl and take a nap. And because of that, the creator said, we need to put fire under our own asses. We're getting complacent and lazy. So someone came up with the idea, and and the credit was given to Error, a female. Now, some say that that all those scripts that were taken out of the Bible were were not, in fact, uh, thank you, Peter, were not, in fact, uh, written by anybody about anything. Well, we know now, if you read them, that it was because of the narrative that was being taught. They were trying to... uh, Get people from a monotheistic, male-dominated um, religion, the Hebrews, and trying to convert them—they couldn't be selling uh, most of the scrolls because most of those scrolls that were taken out, that were found in the Dead Sea Piles, were telling of a one true Creator that was androgynous, neither male nor female, but both in as one. So not even separate as both, as two, but as one. Of uh, both uh, energies and both aspects of those archetypes that we have. So here we have Raw talking about that. And I just got, I didn't watch it all. So for those of you who sent it to me, know that I, I haven't watched it, but I will um, talk about, because I started researching it myself, uh, and talk about the about Thoth, because I've read all of the Emerald Tablets of Thoth, but this is a take that was uh, like I'm doing, describing exactly what it is that. Thoth is talking about someone t- doing what I'm doing to the Law of One with the Emerald Tablets of Thoth, and I have to finish that because it's very compelling. Uh, because uh, it's also corroborating what I'm talking about now. That Thoth, talking about the 369 and the way to the set to the to the God is through the center, and that's the zero point that we all know about in science. That uh, that. Uh, uh, a couple of different people have gotten on to including in the modern day now we have uh, frederick nietzsche talked about it but he was not the pioneer the pioneer was nikola tesla and now you have uh, guys like uh michael tellinger who's uh, on the fringes of that and starting to hone in without any uh information about tesla's stuff and then a lot of other people like emery smith and a few others that know about uh, tesla's information in the modern day uh, myself included, that have furthered that. Uh, and, and the Mokizid a couple of them. Uh, Dumbalo, the biggest one, has been working with that. And all of us have quit. <laughs> None of us will work with them anymore because they're trying to weaponize this stuff. So there's corroboration in weird places. The, And I try to show this because people say, well, you know, Carla probably made all this shit up, you know. Um, But there are certain things that she couldn't have known because we didn't even discover them until 2012 and 2015. More pointedly, the pyramids that are in the Dragon Triangle off the coast of Japan and the Bermuda Triangle off the coast of uh, Florida, the United States. And that there are pyramids down there, and we filmed both. One, One in Japan, they've gone down and swam to it and filmed it in color. I've seen it. It's beautiful step pyramid and then the one in Bermuda I've seen uh, radio images photo images of it uh, and no one's gotten down to there with a camera yet to film it in color but I've seen the, the and there is an actual that's not a step pyramid that's a pyramid like one Giza and of course I've shown you guys the, the picture it's in my uh, uh, opening mo- a number of the, the different pyramids around the world in China and uh, table Tihuacan Mexico and uh, Giza and how all of them are exactly the same as a motherboard on uh, in our computers. So they're actually uh, linked into the earth and uh, function the same way as, as our computer motherboard functions in our computers because they're identical to the, to the nanometer uh, and, and have this exact same function. And these were built all around the world. And if you read the Necronomicon, that's why I brought that up from last uh, two weeks ago and then again last week, uh, it talks about uh, a scenario that happened that disrupted worldwide communication because the evil uh, people in service to self, the nefariousness, who believes they're in charge of this planet and own it, were trying to do something with it. And that coincides with the same time period that Atlantis sank into the ocean when they did something and it stopped the rotation of our planet and uh, of course the crust on top of the magma will then continue because of inertia to shift and that's what happened and it totally flipped our planet over on its axis and our planet is now flipped back up on its axis and it's wobbling and we're off 23.5 degrees or 25.3 degrees 23.5 degrees off from a dead uh, zero point and Atlantis then shifted uh, and ended up uh, where Antarctica is now and frozen over and all of the uh, we went into an ice age and that lasted for 10,000 years, which was told around the world by many people, including the Hopi Indians in the United States and the Aborigines that survived in in Australia and then uh, South Africa and Madagascar because they were far enough away uh, from the poles when everything shifted to where they were in a tropic zone or really closer to the equator or high enough up to where the deluge didn't affect them when and fought and all of that. So that's all separate, but they're all starting to realize that they're coming together. Okay. Yes, we are. Casey asked, uh, aren't we centering more now, though? Yes, that's where that's where I'm going with this. That was the the beginning of the, the tilt and when people say that guy's crooked, that you're because you are, you're crooked, you're not upright. And, and I talked about that when you're knighted. I was knighted by the Holy Roman Catholic uh, Church for the Holy Roman See. And uh, as a knight, the, the information that you get from the movie Kingdom of Heaven uh, is almost word for word the actual ritual of knighthood. And it says, and they say in there to you, be upright. And they mean upright, centered. Upright and also upright and honest and speak the truth, even if it leads to your death. Defend the defenseless always. The church is not listed as number one. You don't defend the church and politics first, right? So, you stay, yeah, staying upright. So, our planet, as we shifted because of the corruption, all of the people here fell, okay? Uh, They fell into almost a lizard brain mentality because we had pulled away from and we're corrupted into being away from the light. And that is what you hear about uh, people being uh, away from the light and ignoring the light and being without the light of God or without the light of Jesus or whatever your religion is. It's part of your religion on this planet. All of the religions on this planet, including uh, Luciferianism and Satanism, talk about this. So somewhere in your atonement, wherever you're from on this planet, the, your creation story is identical anyways to everyone else who have gone over that. And So in your creation story, it tells of a time of troubles, a time of tribulation, the Kali Yuga, the, the mm-hmm. Ragnarok, the, you know, the, the time of, of uh, the end times, or, or the uh, apocalypse, or all of that is the same. And everyone's like, that's coming in the future. No, it, it's already happening. And if you read all of the Bibles, it tells you that the, the evil, whatever you want to call that, the devil, uh, will be unleashed on the earth for a time and then that time ends so there's a beginning a middle and an end to that corruption and what's happening now is that we've that we've gone away from the god of, of war Mars the masculine energy of the Kundalini or that half of the the energy in the, in our psyche on this planet and we're shifting now Women are becoming more aggressive and men are becoming less aggressive and more meeting in the center, which everybody who's, you know, men who are full of testosterone, they're making all the men be sissies. And that's because they're uh, an anachronism that should be put in a glass that says will break only in the event of war. Uh, and they're they're being aged out and going away. And everybody else that's being born are balancing this, these energies of, of, of war and peace, uh, hence the book War and Peace, by the way. That whole book is a, is a the whole thing is a lesson on the balance and being able to walk that line and balance war and, and peace, aggression and, and uh, hope. Um, and we're moving back towards And as we are. Our planet is slowly tilting on back to upright and true. And while that's happening, the moon, which is uh, what is keeping our tides flowing and our in our uh, everything going here on the planet is slowly moving away from us at exactly the same uh, rate of speed that we, as the human race are writing ourselves. This is what Raw is talking about even here, but right here, he's talking and he can, and Don keeps saying, what's, how's that start again? How did the, and what, and he's, and he's going to, you're going to see that as I let it play, you're going to see that he starts getting into what I'm talking about now. I always preface uh, what we're about to hear with this so that it's not me you listening and then me telling you this and you not remembering what raw said i've learned that if i tell you all the information first and then you hear raw i know someone say well you're telling me what i should be hearing well if you if you don't want to uh, listen to what i have to say and you just want to hear that you can play it on your own you can go online and you can find it on youtube or read the book itself and make up your own conclusion i'm here to try and help you understand what's going on i'm not trying to warp your information and, and, and i'm not i don't have an agenda other than of getting everybody on the planet to free themselves and to be upright and to balance themselves spiritually and and fix themselves so that they can ascend right that's my agenda and if that's not what you're here for then you should be clicking on somebody else's podcast so so this is so that so right now raw is explaining once again to to you know about what's happening but this is what's happening with us so this and it happens at the right time. Again, we're listening to this. Raw's talking about it. And it happens to be that we're having this energy coming from the sun right now that is changing uh, the and uplifting all of the human race in their vibration, right? Uh, Brianna, welcome. So uh, I'll continue with Raw here and let Raw talk because Raw's then going to go into, uh, once he once they get done with um, Uh, answering the question for the third time
1: (laughs) to dawn let's continue each universe in turn individualized to a focus becoming in turn co-creator and allowing further diversity thus creating further intelligent energies regularizing or causing natural laws to appear in the vibrational patterns of what you would call a solar system thus each solar system has its own shall we say local coordinate system of illusory natural laws it shall be understood that any portion, no matter how small, of any density or illusory pattern contains, as in an holographic picture, the one creator which is infinity. Thus all begins and ends in mystery. 13.14 Questioner. Okay, and again, really quickly, with the
0: illusionary pattern and with the, uh, and you know, and with, sorry, I'm getting messages again. I still have an answer. her. I was going to let it play and answer, but I may have to do that in a second. Phone just to me because she's talking to me and she doesn't remember that live right now. (laughs) So, uh, but but the illusionary nature and the holographic nature of reality again just specified that and just said that. So it's very important to know because science has just in the last four years has just in the last four years. I say that a second time. Realized that a lot of our reality is in fact not as real as we thought. Raw had stated very early on, the moon, which is orbiting our planet, is not in fact really a part of this third dimensional reality that we're in. It's actually a hologram. So is our sun. Our sun is actually coming through from a higher plane. It's actually a blue dwarf star in the eighth dimension, and the energy's bleeding through down to the lower levels, so it's actually heating the fourth dimensional Earth and our third dimensional Earth in the colors of that dimension. We're in the third uh, third dimension, which is the third chakra. So the sun that is uh, that is working on us right now is a yellow ray sun, which is the color of the chakra of the place of doing, which is the third chakra from the from the bottom, being the red. then the orange ray, then the yellow so when you move up from that you go to what the heart chakra in green that's the fourth dimension and the energy coming off of this Sun is in fact green and the place of the fourth dimension which we will be going into is what do they uh, sort of at this point you're you're graduating from like say preschool and middle school where you're learning general education And then you you get into high school and you're learning more of general education, but it's a higher learning. And then when you go to college, what happens? You don't learn as much general education as you start learning certain uh, things that you learn uh, specifically or you choose your path. We are now graduating from high school into adulthood, into a college. And the next level up is going to be love. And love happens to be in in the heart chakra, which is the green chakra in the rays of the sun are actually coming through as green in that reality so our reality if we humans or we souls are the microcosm and the macrocosm i am alpha and omega the beginning and the end and uh, everything in the universe reflects that on a micro level and a macro level and we don't we're just they're starting to realize that as race of people at this level of our understanding and starting to go, wait a minute, isn't that good? Is there there something to the fact that our sun is coming through as yellow? We just get lucky that we have a yellow sun here, that we need that specific life, and it feeds the place of doing, and we know that the yellow
1: chakra is the place of doing. That There's no coincidences. Okay, so let's continue. Could you tell me how the individualized portion of intelligent infinity created our galaxy inaudible that the same portion created our planetary system And If so... How this came about. RA, IMRA. We may have misperceived your query. We were under the distortion/slash impression that we had responded to this particular query. Would you restate the query? 13.15 questioner. Primarily, then, how the shall we say the planetary system that we are in now evolved? Was it all created at once, or was there first our sun created and this inaudible was created? RA, IMRA. The process is from the larger, in your illusion to the smaller. Thus the co-creator, individualizing the galaxy, created energy patterns which then focused in multitudinous focuses of further conscious awareness of intelligent infinity. Thus, the solar system of which you experience inhabitation is of its own patterns, rhythms, and so-called natural laws which are unique to itself. However, the progression is from the galaxy spiraling energy to the solar spiraling energy, to the planetary spiraling energy, To the experiential circumstances of spiraling energy which begin the first density of awareness or consciousness of planetary entities. Okay, so do you see how that works now? That's the logos, sub logos, sub sub logos, sub sub -sub -sub logos
0: Right? Co creators. Okay. Right, well that's what I'm saying, right? So so yeah. (laughs) So snarky raw, yeah. Because, we, yeah, I love that, right? Snarky Raw says, I thought we already covered this because we had. I covered it as well last week, right? But I love that. We go Snarky Raw with his – with his, and they do that They're, they're because they're very, as a matter of fact, uh, and they, they expect that we remember. So when, when Dawn doesn't understand something, he asks the question, I love how Raw says, we covered this, bro. Bro, how many times am I going to tell you, dude? We already – didn't you listen? Ca-cha. right? I mean. I love it. He becomes some, like this surfer dude or he starts sounding like uh, like uh, uh, Sheldon, right? Right. So I think it's funny. I love that Rod does that because that's, that shows, it shows that even as a, a hive mind complex going about ready to leave the fifth dimension into the sixth dimension as an entire species, um, they've taken on a distinct personality and they're still that personality is individualized, uh, even as a collective, right? And it's not until we get back to the one, and even then the one has, uh, you know, Sheldon-esque, yeah, right? And the, the one has uh, a, a very distinct personality as well. We just uh, assume, you know, the personality is, because of, uh, in all the books and movies and literature, uh, when you talk about, you know, God or whatever the Godhead is, it's always, oh, that God is either... Uh, you know, the God of do, do as I say, not as I do, and I'll kill you all if you look at me the wrong way. Or the complete opposite. It's always ego or love. Uh, and there is no in-between. There is no in-between. Uh, sorry, I'm sure you guys heard that in my ear. That that's uh, I'm being still spoken to, even though I told people on live right now. They're like, oh, okay, sorry, I'll talk to you later. Ba-bling, ba-bling, bling blowing up my phone and it's coming into the computer. So I apologize if you're hearing the beeps in the back. If you're not, then... I'm just saying that, and I'm hearing it in my ear. You're not hearing it on the, on the show. Um, hopefully, that's the case. If it were on a on a microphone, open mic in the room on the computer, you would hear it. Sometimes it uh, comes through, or it doesn't. Okay. So yeah, right. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Casey's answering something <laughs> from in the chat. That that uh, yeah. Okay. So. Uh, it, it's, so, yeah, because Brianna needs some, some uh, healing energy. Uh, but, but, uh, I don't have permission to tell you everything that Brianna said. But if you're in the audience and you're watching, uh, you can see the chat. But if you're not, you're listening on the MP3 file somewhere else on the planet. Um, Brianna's making a comment about giving some healing, and Casey said she'll chat after the show. And she said
1: healing energy,
0: and, and so uh, I am as well. And I'm sure most of you out there listening will as well. And just that
1: could have Further than that, I don't have permission. Okay, let's 13.16 questioner, could you tell me about this first density of planetary entities? RA, I am RA. Each step recapitulates intelligent infinity in its discovery of awareness. In a planetary environment, all begins in what you would call chaos, energy and erect and random in its infinity. Slowly, in your terms of understanding, there forms a focus of self-awareness. Thus the logos moves. Light comes to form the darkness, according to the co-creator's patterns and vibratory rhythms, so constructing a certain type of experience. This begins with first density which is the density of consciousness, the mineral, and water life upon the planet learning from fire and wind the awareness of being. This is the first density. 13.17 Questioner, does this first density then progress to greater awareness? RA, the spiraling energy, which is the characteristic of what you call light moves in straight line spiral thus giving spirals an inevitable vector upwards to a more comprehensive beingness with regards to intelligent infinity now think about that and pay attention to that spirals
0: spiraling upward okay and and then you have three six and nine which are the spirals the taurus not taurus the bull taurus the taurus which is the the sphere if you guys have looked at any of my reels that i posted in the last month and a half I'm showing you all of the energy that is surrounding everything, which is what the the energy that the the Jedi refer to as the Force. Uh, And everyone laughs at them and goes, there is no single, like, some sort of coherent energy that binds everyone and that is a part of the natural order of the universe. And yet, Raw is talking about that now, and science has actually realized since 2015, that the three, six, and nine energy as below, so above actually exists, and that there is an actual amount of energy in the universe on the planet that resonates from the planet in the exact shape of a Taurus, by the way, a sphere, and the energy flows outward in a spiral and inward into a spiral, and it flips over on itself. And it comes back in and makes an infinity, a closed circuit or an open circuit, depending on whether you're talking about electricity or not. And it goes all the way to the zero point and then reestablishes and reamplifies and goes out the other end and continues again on itself. And science is now, since 2015, has realized this is an actual thing. And if you watch my reels, I show you uh, in, the, in the last month and a half, two months now, I've shown you several images, including... Uh, the, the last one I did with the heart chakra and uh, showing you the three different ways of, of kinetic energy, uh, vibration, and, and, and uh, physical energy output uh, in, in, involved in all of that. And I show you that in the auras and I show you that in the Tauruses the around every single object, including objects in the universe in my opening show uh, during that music, if you're watching the video shows you those same images not all of them but most of them and it shows you everything in the universe and shows you that it's all bound uh, by this spiraling energy that raw is currently talking about let's continue
1: thus first dimensional beingness strives towards the second density lessons of a type of awareness which includes growth rather than dissolution or random change 13.18 questioner could you define what you mean by growth RA, I am r a picture if you will difference between first vibrational mineral or water life and the lower second density beings which begin to move about within and upon its being this movement is the characteristic of second density the striving towards light and growth 13.19 questioner by striving toward light what do you mean ra i am ra a A very simplistic example of second density growth striving towards light is that of the leaf striving towards the source of light 13.20 questioner is there any physical difference between first and second density? For instance, if I could see a second density planet and a first density planet side by side, in my present condition, could I see both of them? Would they be both visible? RA, I am RA. This is correct. All of the octave of your densities would be clearly visible were not the fourth through the seventh freely choosing not to be visible. 13.21 questioner. And that's very important. So the fourth
0: through the seventh are choosing not to be visible to us in the third density. So they're here, but on this planet, there's only fourth and eighth. We don't have uh, the fifth. I'm sorry, it's, it's, yeah, fourth and eighth. We don't have fifth, sixth, and seventh currently on this planet, but in this solar system, there are, what well, there's no, So far as I know, there's no fifth or, or sixth, but there's seventh, eighth, fourth, seventh, and eighth, uh, on this planet and in the solar system. But then there's, there's beings that are occupying um, higher higher levels, but it's not entire species, although at a higher level, most of the time it is a species. Okay. So I know that's a little complicated for, for if you don't understand what's the dynamic of how things are working, uh, then that's all confusing to you. But on this Earth, there is first, second, third, uh, fourth, and eighth civilizations in those were first and second or you know they're here with us now right trees air and sea and water and birds and cats and dogs those are all first and second and then third uh, would be the sentient life forms which there are many people think the humans are the only ones dolphins are sentient whales are sentient there's uh, there's lizard people that live here for, uh, seven different uh, um DNA strands, just like the human DNA strand. There's seven different DNA strands of lizard people, grays, uh, a couple of others uh, that are here but are not indigenous to here, indigenous life forms to here, including um, three Bigfoot uh, uh, sentient beings. Um, Like I said, dolphins, whales, uh, four different, five, six different whales that are sentient. Um, There's more on our planet than that, but not all of them are uh, as intelligent, but they're sentient. So in truth, there's 12 species of whales, five species of dolphins, uh, you know, however many uh, species of these other animals are here. So, right, so we're not the only sentient life form on this planet, in this planet, okay? Uh, we think we are because we're on the outside and we, the rest of them don't go to war with us. So since we're not actually fighting a war against them, trying to murder them, and they're not trying to murder us because then most of them are smarter than we are actually. Uh, the dolphins are, their, their brain is bigger than ours, and so are all the whales. They don't communicate with us because we can't communicate with them. We're not smart enough. Uh, they they learn how to communicate with us when they want to, but the truth is that they most of the time ignore us because they're smarter than we are. That's not a joke. They know that now. Their brains are bigger. They know that their brain functions uh, are more evolved or more evolved than humans. So we're not the top dog.
1: <laughs> we're, we're just the arrogant one. All right, so. Then how does the 2nd density progress to the 3rd? R.A. I am R.A. The 2nd density strives towards the 3rd density which is the density of self-consciousness or self-awareness. The striving takes place through the higher 2nd density forms who are invested by 3rd density beings with an identity to the extent that they become self-aware mind-slash-body complexes, thus becoming mind-slash-body-slash-spirit complexes and entering 3rd density, the 1st density of consciousness of spirit. 13.22 13.22 questioner, what is the density level of our planet Earth at this time? R.A. I am R.A. The sphere upon which you dwell is third density in its beingness of mind slash body slash spirit complexes. It is now in a space slash time continuum. Fourth density. This is causing a somewhat difficult harvest. 13.23 questioner, how... D- See,
0: why is that important? Ross can explain that. Why is that important? That's important because... The third density life forms on this planet were supposed to have evolved already and ascended to fourth. Okay. But nature can't force us because we are the creator. So, us not going confuses all of nature. And nature then tries to lash out. But we, because we are the creators and co creators, we have the ability and we are keeping this reality going here by being here okay so we're we're supposed to be that's the whole purpose of why there are wanderers here because the people that the powers that should not be learned a knowledge they weren't supposed to learn that is the whole premise of the garden of eden and that it was warped into you don't want to know anything that we don't tell you so that they can keep control over people that's why that, if you read that story in any of the Bibles, it doesn't make sense that, they ate, that that Eve ate fruits of some sort. I don't care what you call it because it depends on where you are on the planet, whether it's a, a grape or an apple or a, or a pear or a, a cherry or a banana or whatever. It doesn't matter. Ate from the, the tree of knowledge. And so knowledge was bad. Do you see? That's what the the churches for thousands of years now have been teaching. That knowledge, unless we give you the right knowledge, is is bad. So we have to tell you the right knowledge, and and unfortunately that goes down to people even at my level to where we know that that people uh, who are uneducated or don't have the right capacity for the to transmute knowledge will then do you know uh, crazy things like in world war ii in the united states when uh, america was island hopping in the pacific ocean fighting against the japanese they landed on an island just past midway it's an island out there called midway it's midway between this continent and the next uh, another island out there and made a military base there an aircraft base there so that they wouldn't have to have aircraft carriers and, and thanks to fight the japanese military they could fly from bases and bomb them with torpedoes and and bombs uh, so that they could get into the war and, and, and get, because they had destroyed most of the Pacific fleet and had to rebuild the fleet. So, so the Aborigines who were living on the island had never seen any other people from their island before or off of their island. So like when Cortez showed up in Central America, they thought that the Americans were gods. And when America left after the war was over, they flew out their planes, and the Aborigines that lived on that island were so simple that they, they used bamboo and constructed a replica of an airplane and parked it on the air uh, landing pad, hoping that the gods who were here before would see that and come back. Okay, So they believed that if they made an effigy to the gods and put it on the airstrip, that that would bring the gods back, because when the gods fly over, they would see the aircraft and come down to investigate. Did we forget one? Are our people stranded there? And then they would say, welcome back. No, we built this for you so that you would come back. And that's what happened. Somebody said, why is there an aircraft down there? And they landed and found out it was made of bamboo and found out from the Aborigines exactly what I'm telling you that happened. So they were like, oh, you've returned our sky gods. Okay, so so now let's go to the sky gods of of viracocha <laughs> somebody came from uh, landed in a spacecraft on, on the earth and the people there were building monuments and drawing pictures in the uh, uh, in the sand hoping to get the attention of the sky gods, so the sky gods would return this is why the ancient aliens premise is some of those sky gods were in fact not god they were in fact people coming from another planet in three and third dimensional spacecraft uh, flying in space and landing on our Earth, okay? No different than you and I just had a little bit more advanced technology that nobody understood 2,000, 5,000, 100,000 years ago, but that now we have. And so we understand that technology, and when we look back on some of this information, we go, that was just some dude flying a spaceship dude. That was a guy in a fighter plane. landed." There. Okay, do you see? So this is where you get to the to, – when I tell people, and this is where – You know uh, what's his name obi-wan said to luke luke you have to realize that most of the truths we cling to are are directly related to a certain point of view okay so a lot of what's being told in history can be explained and a lot of people go you just want it to be that i'm a scientist i don't want it to be anything okay i want it to be solved and if that and, and and if it means to to say something and say mm, yeah I have no idea it must have been God I'll say that right but you have to also realize that to be objective and not be subjective you have to look at things from an objective point of view and that means you and I spent you know years in a think tank ancient aliens worldwide was a think tank for five years before we went public and that's all we did was was literally tried to scientifically disprove everything. Okay? We were not trying to prove that aliens exist. We were trying to disprove them because we were all scientists. Scientists don't try to prove a narrative. You have a narrative in your mind that's a thesis or a hypothesis, and then you try to disprove it every way possible. And if you cannot disprove it, then you say, well, it's compelling, and maybe we should look at it from a different perspective because we cannot prove that it's anything else. And that's what, what everyone did with the UFO business. And it came to the conclusion that 10% of all the known UFO sightings and, uh, and, and research is compelling. 10%. It's 1%. And then it's compelling. Okay. So to a scientific mind, a real scientist, not just somebody who goes, yeah, I'm a quasi-scientist. Somebody who's, who literally was going to be a nuclear physicist. When you when you do that, you have to to get something to be proven. You have to you have to have it be able to be recreated over and over. In fact, they have you do it 108 to 115 times. Okay, you don't just do it like I did that three times; and got the same result. You have to do it over 108 times consecutively without a fail. If you have one fail after 107 successful uh, 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 endeavors, it's back to the drawing board and you start over. That's why science takes so long, because they they're so they, they literally are that specific in, in, in making sure. So I applied that, and all of the people that worked in the think tank applied that to looking for UFOs or looking for aliens in history, right? And looking for and saying, you know, we weren't saying I have to prove, because the academic world to this day will tell you aliens do not exist. There is no definitive proof. But you have to realize that whenever somebody says those words, there is no definitive proof. They're lying. Okay, That's like saying, well, that's just a coincidence. Coincidence is a cop-out word that people use when they're afraid of, of allowing themselves to think of what is actually in front of them. That's just coincidence, bro. It's just a coincidence. It's, that's just a, a word that was made up when someone didn't have any other word for I'm scared and don't want this to be true. Well, the same thing. When I don't want you to know something, there is no definitive proof that that actually does that, okay? Because they actually will tell you that vitamin C, there is no definitive proof that vitamin C does anything for your body. Yet anyone in the scientific community and the health food community will tell you that citric acid, vitamin C, is a very integral part of your immune system along with other chemicals as well. But that vitamin C will keep you alive if you can't take any other vitamin. Vitamin C is the most important one to take, unless you take too much uh, uh, of that acid. Okay, then it can have questions on your body. All right, but yet they'll tell you there is no definitive proof that vitamin C does anything for you. Why? Because it's in everything. It's free. You can get it from from uh, vegetables and fruits and all kinds of stuff for free. So therefore, it's not a medicine because it's just out there in the world. Because the human race before pharmaceutical companies existed the human race existed for about a million years on this planet without them
1: <laughs> and now they they're telling you you can't exist without them really let's think about that all right let's continue does a third density planet become a fourth density ra i am ra this will be the last full question the fourth density is as we have said as regularized in its approach as the striking of a clock upon the hour The space-slash-time of your solar system has enabled this planetary sphere to spiral into space-slash-time of a different vibrational configuration. This causes the planetary sphere to be able to be molded by these new distortions. However, the thought forms of your people during this transition period are such that the mind-slash-body-slash-spirit complexes of both individual and societies are scattered throughout the spectrum instead of becoming able to grasp the needle, shall we say, and point the compass in one direction. Thus, the entry into the vibration of love, sometimes called by your people the vibration of understanding. So again, compass point in the proper direction,
0: the upright, zero point. Do you see? So again, the reference by Raw that we are scattered in as a as a society in, in from pendulum swing. Of, of, and that is directly related to the the gaslighting by nefariousness that has kept us in this perpetual state where they want to keep you with a low vibration. Everything in, on this planet is already designed to be a distraction to you. It, that is the purpose, the yin and the yang, the dance. That is the the ego and the conscience that works on your consciousness. That's designed here. The trap of the mind is designed in this place for you to graduate to, to, because you are a baby when you get here, a baby soul. Literally, you have just become aware that you are. So therefore you are a baby soul. Yeah, 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 I got got caca. You don't even know those words yet. You just know that you got something in you and it's uncomfortable and it's squishing in your butt cheeks. And you don't even know what they are yet. So you cry. And when you're hungry, you cry because you don't know what else to do. So you learn to communicate. And then from there, you start learning more and more ways to communicate, and eventually you, you learn hand signals, you learn your eyes and your feet movements and your head, and then pretty soon you start learning that there's words because you hear people speaking, and you know what's going on. You just can't get your mouth to say those, and you learn that. Then you learn to crawl, then you learn to walk, then you learn to run, then you start growing, and then you grow as an adult. The same thing is happening to you as a spirit, as a soul in this third dimension. You are, your physical body is playing out what your spirituality is supposed to be coinciding with. You're supposed to be growing in a positive way as your body gets older. In fact, we were supposed to live only, our bodies were only supposed to age to between 33 and 35 years of age. And there was a time on this planet when that's when our aging stopped physically and our spiritual uh, being continued, our beingness continued until one day we were just tired. I'm tired, man. I'm tired, and I'm coming to the end of it. We knew that, and it was time for us to leave this body. And you hear stories of of, uh, people doing that, ancient uh, uh, Chinese and Japanese and uh, Native Americans and Aborigines, more people that are, their cultures are more in in tune with the earth and have been and have been not as disrupted uh, by society and integrated into this modern uh, uh, chaos thinking. Uh, the, the, you hear stories of, of that happening. And you also know that people lived for thousands of years. And it wasn't that their body kept aging for thousands of years. How would that happen? Because you would have somebody who would, I mean, someone now who ages to be 100 years old. Could you imagine if they were a 1,000 or 10,000 years uh, old, they wouldn't be able to move, right? So their body wasn't aging. It was they were alive alive that long. Okay. Well, no, that was just because they counted things differently. No, no. They did count things differently. But there's only 24 hours in a day okay and the calendar is the calendar okay and it was the calendar then it was uh, it was just a different way of counting there was there was tw- you know there was 13 28 equal moon cycles months and then that changed because the romans who were whoever was in charge the, you know octavius and julius and those guys that got july october and september and december they all wanted to have their months be longer so they were borrowing taking days off of uh, other months and eventually they just took the rest of the days. There's only like 12 days or 10 days left. And they said, well, here, let's just throw those on to the days that aren't already 31 days. And then we'll just get rid of that month and only have 12. And that's what the truth is. That's the Greco-Roman calendar that we currently have. Okay. And it's, and it's not, there was a calendar on this planet that was done by the moon cycles. And people are like, well, why would we do that? Because there's, you know, it's 24 hours in a day. We should be going by the sun cycles. They were going by the moon just because of the cycle of the moon, and they understood how things worked better. And it was still a day was a day, a night and a day, 12 hours a night, 12 hours a day, and they still counted. Look at the, the uh, bucktoons, uh, the long count and short count that was going on in, in Central America for uh, hundreds of thousands of years before we even got involved and, and or evolved in the Middle East and in America. Let's be serious now. And they still had an accurate, more accurate, uh, counting of our planet than we do now. And they weren't on this this Greco-Roman calendar. They weren't even on the lunar calendar. They were on one before that. It was the 3,630-some-odd-year cycle. Okay? That was the short count. The long count was 6 or 12,000 or something like that. So so here, again, is the reference to this and to the soul aging but then being corrupted. And this is what's going on now. We have been corrupted, we were corrupted, we are moving back towards non-corruption. The pendulum has swung. Bakhtun 12 has ended. We are now into Bakhtun 13, only a couple of months into Bakhtun 13. But Bakhtun, well, it, a couple of months in, there, in their long count, but in truth, Bakhtun 12 ended in uh, December 22nd, 2012, and Bakhtun 13 started shortly thereafter. But the energy Is still fading from the warlike energy and the energy. So that's waning uh, if you're a a pagan or a Wiccan of any kind, uh, a druid of any kind. You understand that with the moon cycles. And it's now waxing into the age of Aquarius, which is the the feminine energy of the Kundalini, the other half of the energy that all races knew about. Anybody who has not worked or spiral knew about that. And it's weird that we're just discovering... That the spiral, the golden mean ratio, or the Fibonacci sequence, uh, which is the other half of that, the yin and the yang, by the way, I'm not going to get involved in that. One is fractal and one is the smooth, uh, and they're the two, they're the same as the yin and the yang, they're the same as the other energies. And uh, we're just now starting to realize, and that's what, a meme that I put where there's a picture that shows all of these drawings and spirals from around the world and i and i write on the in that oh it's not just a meme it's a real and there's music playing to it it says our ancestors knew far more than we give them credit for because they did they knew more in the past with their no technology than we do now with technology by far and ross is talking about that right here so let's continue because is only got a couple of minutes left and we'll end with the end of 13 today on this session i'm
1: going to uh, session 14 next week is not effective with the present societal complex thus the harvest shall be such that many will repeat the third density cycle the energies of your wanderers your teachers and your adepts at this time are all bent upon increasing the harvest however there are few to harvest 13.24 questioner i would like to apologize for asking sometimes wrong or in now remember this was in 1981
0: or 82 81 still this is in 1981 so there were only at that time, and I think you might ask that question now. He's asked it prior, but I think he asked it again. How many people were at the last harvest? There was 34 people eligible to harvest in 1981. That's it. And at the time, we had 2.7 billion people on the planet. Only 34 were able to harvest. And out of those 34, all but one came back. Okay. That's kind of crazy. Well, And it was before that, too. It was in the last 75,000 years. And the one that didn't come back was Abraham Lincoln. And that's only because he was allowed to get credit for what he was doing here, as extra credit. And their walk-in came in and took his place and became the president and got assassinated. And the soul that was Abraham Lincoln uh, went to the to the place of recovery and reflection and was given credit still uh, because that was a very old soul and he couldn't do it anymore. And he was distraught. And it wasn't because it was his time uh, had come quicker than, uh, than it should have because of how long he had been here and his contract was coming to an end. I haven't really gotten into these details, but his contract was over, but he was still trying to stay here. And he was just burning out with the energy and he was just not capable of doing it. And he was just ready to just say, hey, look, I just got to float. I can't do this. I know I signed on for it. And that wanderer said, hey, listen, I know I can do what he was supposed to do and change the course of the United States. Uh, uh, let me go, He went to the council and said, let me go and talk to him and see if he'll let me do that. And the council said, if, if he wants out of the contract, We'll give him credit as if he did it, and you finish it for him if he says that it's okay. So he went to uh, Abraham Lincoln. Uh, Raw talks about this, so I'm not making this up. Went to Abraham Lincoln and said, hey, look, I'll finish this for you, um, and you're not going to be looked at any differently. You're going to get full credit. You've been here a long time, and you deserve the rest. And he said, thank you, friend, uh, yes. And literally, he just moved out of his body, and uh, the, the other soul moved into his body, became uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln. No one knew the difference, but you can tell if you look at the photos of it see that he was slightly different, uh, and that he was dying, uh, because he was he was a wanderer, a walk-in, uh, not just a wanderer, he was a walk-in, because a, a walk-in is someone who possesses a body and the soul that's in it, leaves, and a wanderer is someone who comes here legally uh, and is born in a body on this planet, okay, I'm a wanderer, I was born in this body, uh, legally, but my soul did not grow up on this earth, okay, I came here for the first time, Somewhere between 75,000 and 148, 149,000 years ago uh, when I got here, okay? Uh, and I'm not going to be specific as to when. People ask me, how old are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm somewhere between 75,000 and 140,000, 149,000. And people are like, oh, you're funny, dude. I'm like, you're older than that. We're all older than that. But on this planet, uh, I've been occupying human bodies on this planet for over 75,000 years. But I'm not from here. I'm not indigenous to this place. And uh, 80% of the people that are on this earth right now are not from this earth. They migrated to here. And out of that 80% that migrated to here, a good 60% are, in fact, wanderers. The population of this earth went from 2.7 billion people in 1981 to 7.9 billion people today. Almost 8 billion people. That's almost triple, right? It is more than triple. it's almost it's almost uh, triple so that's not just because we have this population explosion right well where did all these souls come from they had to have come from another place they didn't all rise up here because they're not supposed to go here so there are no no new souls right that if you're here you can go to the third here that's part of the the people that are so broadly because there are some people who have to recycle That even if there was an epiphany today, they're not ready because they haven't put in the time to ascend yet. So there are humans that you know and that I know that just are not going to ascend right now. That is not your time. When you're first aware and you become on this planet, you become a human. It takes approximately 10 to 12 lifetimes for you to learn everything that you're supposed to learn to ascend. And if you're only on your first lifetime, second lifetime, third, fourth, fifth, sixth lifetime, you're not going to ascend if I ascend to the fourth uh, density, because it's not your time yet. You still have time to put in the third density, but you're not going to be here anymore. When the majority of the people leave this, plant, this plane and do move up into the fourth density, the reality that is here, that is being held here by the amount of people that are here holding it here on purpose, are no longer going to be needed to be here. So all the people, when they die here in the third density, uh, dimension, they're going to go to an off-world somewhere else that's outside of the solar system because there is no third-dimensional life form that's supposed to be alive in the solar system. So they will go to another to the closest solar system and they'll be born there, whatever, whether it's human or whatever the third-dimensional uh, beingness is in that dimension. And they'll they'll be mind-wiped, so they won't even know that there was anything. But they just wake up as a little baby and uh, live there under whatever it is that the laws are that govern that world. And they'll never even know that they were here until after they know. Uh, so that could, that's happened to some of you. And you just don't know it because you, you don't have that memory right now. The Mokisi decks, that's why they get that title. They have all those memories. I don't have all of those memories, so I can't have that title of the Mokisi deck. Uh, but I could if I really worked at it. I already know how many different lifetimes I was here and I have vivid memory and have investigated myself. Uh, where I pulled the name out of thin air and said, I lived in this place and died this way on this spot. And my, I'm there. And then looked that up and found out that that was, in fact, is a person that did die when I said, and was who I said, and like, that was me. I was that person. Right? They aren't, aren't always fun to see. No, they're not. Uh, because the, when you see the deaths, like, I was literally here in the United States in the Old West and was robbing banks. I don't know who I was or what, you know, so I'm not going to say, like, oh, I was part of the James Hunger gang. I was so cool. Right? I was Billy the Kid. I I, I, don't, believe, I don't know that, but I was uh, a robber, and I was robbing banks, and apparently the, the town folks set us up uh, knowing that we were going to come and rob the bank, and so they all hid and pretended that they weren't there, and there was a bunch of posse and sheriffs and a bunch of people there waiting for us, and they ambushed us on the way out of the bank after we robbed it, and they slaughtered us, and only three of us got away, and I was not one of the people who got away. I died in the streets riddled with bullets. I had about 15 bullets in my body. And um, I fell off my horse, and I laid on the street, and I was being shot as I was laying there, and I died. <laughs> and I relived that when I, when I tapped into the memory, and I felt every bullet, all the pain, everything, and that one was, uh, was pretty bad. And then I was in the Scottish Highlands, and I was run through the stomach with a big, huge broadsword, Uh, and it literally came out my back and then the person, you know, like gutted me basically. And I fell over backwards and was laying in the green grass with my feet up a hill and I was laying over the top of one of my kinsmen who was dead. So I was going up and over his body and laying on my back and I was laying there and I could barely breathe and I could feel the pain and I was dying and I felt water because it was raining water running down the hill. Uh, It hitting my left side of my face. I'm actually reliving this now as I'm telling the story. And I turned and looked at the water because I was thirsty and realized that it was mostly blood. Uh, And that there were so many men who had died on that hill that the rainwater was mostly red with blood. And I couldn't drink it because I'd be drinking the blood of all these warriors from my clan and the other clan that had died uphill from me. Uh, And I, I remember laughing. Uh, because I couldn't even take a drink of water because I'd be drinking blood. And I, and I literally, that's why the, the song from Metallica uh, had some meaning to me as a kid when, uh, when, uh, when the, the, the lyrics in the song said, look to the sky just before you die. It's the last time you will. I lived that. I lived that. I died that. Um, and when that happened, uh, this was 30 years ago, uh, and, and it was in a dream which turned out because I investigated it, that it was a real person. Who died exactly where I said, when I said, in the year 1522 or something, uh, or before that. No, it was 1251, and it was in Scotland, and I found the craveside the of myself. <laughs> and uh, and I woke up and stood straight up in bed and thought I was run through. I could still feel the pain uh, of, of the sword that had been run through me in the in the and the piercing of, the, of that, and I was checking my. I stood up in bed, and my then wife said, "Oh my God, what's wrong?" And I was like, "Oh my God, am I bleeding? Am I am, am, check my back? Am I Is there blood? Am I am I wounded?" And she's like, "No, you're you're scaring me. What's going on?" And I was like, "Oh man, my heart was pounding, and I could barely breathe, and I could still feel the pain, and it slowly faded away." And I told her what happened, and wrote down everything we could, and then investigated it, and found out that I died in exactly that spot. And I was buried exactly where I said that I was, and when I died, and I was like, that was me. I was that person on this planet, died in that battle. So there's a lot of that. And then I died here in the California the state of California as a Native American. Um, and the scenario was very similar to the scenario that happened in um, the last of the Mohicans, by the way. I don't know if they got that story from the Native Americans, um, but that story of a woman. Who uh, I was, they were trying to keep from me, uh, and that I was fighting for, and I was killed because I wasn't a good enough warrior. Uh, and then I died, and she jumped to her death. That happened in real life to me. <laughs> and when I saw that in the movie, I was like, "Holy crap!" And I had flashbacks, and I thought I was just tripping. And then I found out that no, you, that's how you died. You actually were. It was here in California on one of the high cliffs you know, overlooking the ocean, and, and you were killed, in the, and your body was thrown over the edge, and. Uh, the woman that you were in love with, uh, literally committed suicide to follow me, and that was the woman I was married to at the time. That's still a friend of mine now in this life. Uh, and we we're, uh, and we found that out because we were living in the area, oddly enough, where her uh, parents were living in the area where we lived as Native Americans. i told this story before, but I'll tell it again for those of you here for the first time. And um, We were literally sitting out on their back deck, which was a a a three-level deck. And the middle level had a a spa, hot tub. We were sitting around the hot tub, and um, we were talking, and I knew that this was Native American land. And I looked at my uh, then-wife, who was down on the lawn, and I said, you know, all of this used to be a meeting place for the Natives. And she said, yes, I know. And I said, isn't that crazy that we're on that land, and this used to be a, a place where they gathered every year for ceremonies. And she walked up uh, to where I was on the deck. And she was coming up the stairs coming into the where the hot tub was. And I looked at her and I said, Welcome to my Kiva, please uh, enter. And she said, Thank you. And she said, I think I will. And uh, her son uh, my stepson was up above and he freaked out. <laughs> and he looked at his and said, What the fuck are you doing? And I was like, What what are you talking about? He says, What language are you speaking? And I said, what are you talking about? And she said, are you okay? And she said, you are speaking Native American, some Native American language right now. You're not even speaking English. And I looked at her and I, she looked at me and, and I said, are we not speaking English? And she said, oh my God, we are not. <laughs> and he's going, what are you saying? You guys are, there's something, what, what is going on? Are you guys playing a game on me? And then we switched back to english but to us we were speaking completely understandable to each other and we looked up at him and i said no my god we were channeling we used to live here we were here in this spot 200 years ago and died right off the coast here And she's like oh my god and that's when we went to psychics and found out that story and then then years later uh probably 10 or 15 years later all of a sudden uh, the movie comes out last the mohicans and i see the scenario happen and it's supposed to be somewhere in kentucky and I'm like, oh my god, I did, I lived that. <laughs> I was that guy who got killed. <laughs> from Mogwai killed me. <laughs> it's crazy, right? So anyways, okay, let's
1: continue. We only got about a minute and a half left. Appropriate questions. It's difficult sometimes to ask precisely the right question. I don't wish to go over any ground that we've already covered. I notice this period is slightly shorter than previous periods. Is there a reason for this? Ra. I am RA. This instrument's vital energy is somewhat low. 13.25 questioner. I am assuming from this that it would be a good idea not to have another session today. Is this correct? RA. I am RA. It is well to have a session later if it is acceptable that we monitor this instrument and cease using it when it becomes low in the material which we take from it.
0: Right. Okay. So I'm going to, I am going to address what you guys are saying. Let me get the last 45 seconds through here. I'm going to go down from Peter to casey and to denise and we'll discuss that. okay so those of you listening on the mp3 file i'll read to you what they're talking about and you'll understand where we are okay so
1: let me get the last 45 seconds of this session done we do not wish to deplete this instrument 13.26 questioner this is always acceptable in any session i will ask my final question is there anything that we can do to make the instrument more comfortable or facilitate these communications ra i am ra it is well Each is most conscientious. Continue in the same. Is there any other short query? 13.27 Questioner Tom Flaherty will be here this evening and will be helping in the evening session. Is this all right? RA, I am RA. This is correct. I am RA. I leave you in the love and the light of the one infinite creator. Go forth, therefore, rejoicing in the power and the peace of the one creator. Auto Night. Okay, so
0: uh, Casey had said, uh, she said, I saw some terrible things the first time it happened to me, but I've also seen a few decent ones, too, talking about different regressions in her uh, past lives. Uh, Yeah, sometimes that that happens. I talked about energy vampires. I'll do this really quickly, and then I'll go into what you guys are talking about here. Uh, Energy vampires, uh, back um, about 30 years ago now, a little bit more than that, uh, my then wife, going to um, uh, to the shop of a friend of ours that was called uh, a fairy tale uh, which is kind of a play on words right because it's about fairies and fairy tale and she was going there for I don't remember if it was a drum circle or something uh, and it was something it was uh, maybe meditation I don't remember exactly what it was but she was going that night and I was working so I, I wasn't able to go so I stayed I went to work and then came home uh, in the evening And uh, she went on that particular day and I didn't go and they talked about all these guys, this man and woman showed up dressed up like Egyptians and we're talking to everybody and uh, we're looking at some of the people that were there in the crowd and saying, hey, I I know you. I recognize you. You're one of mine. And um, they were energy vampires. They were evil. They were nefarious and they were in service to self. And they were preying on souls that they had preyed upon 3,000 years ago. And my, uh, my ex-wife now, my wife then, she looked into it because they, they had all gotten like all of their auras taken. None of them had any energy, and they were all sickly and just in pain. It was horrible for everybody, and I helped them all. And that's when I started a class teaching people about energy vampires because no one on the planet knew about them at the time, hardly at all. And um, I said, they're like, what can we do? They're going to come back out. And I'm like, oh, well, I'll take care of them. Don't worry about that. Right. So I taught everybody how to replenish their aura. If it never happens to you and you think an energy vampire stole your aura, I've talked to people about this. And they teach this to this day. Rose petals or rose oil in your bath water. Uh, take a bath and put rose oil or rose petals or both in the water. The rose an essence of rose. Uh, it will replenish your aura, and help you to replenish your aura. It has other effects as well, medicinal. Uh, people used to cook with it, eat with it. In fact, one of the uh, one of the uh, cakes that uh, that uh, uh, Arthur ate, that was made by Guinevere, had rose hips, rose petals in it. Uh, and then uh, Merlin warned him, that it, you know, that uh, you know, looking at the future and looking at yourself is kind of looking at that cake. Until you've tasted it, you don't know whether or not it's. Uh, it's good or bad for you and then of course and he bites a whole bites it into it and starts eating it and merlin says and then of course it's too late <laughs> All right. um, so uh but sometimes horrible things happen in your lifetimes and some of them don't right okay so then uh peter was talking about william wallace right the clan in scotland uh the clan was known for the, the kings of the sword right so the the warrior of the new world Right, so that clan, uh, and, and he's saying that for a reason, uh, because that was part of the clan that I was fighting for in that uh battle that I died in. Peter knows this about me. Uh, so he was talking about William Wallace and the, and the Wallace clan and, and fighting uh, in that uh, that battle to free Scotland. Eventually ended up in Bannockburn, uh, where they eventually won their freedom. I was part of that, died. I didn't get to see the victory of. When Robert Bruce turned against uh, William Longshanks and got Scotland free, I died prior to in one of the excursions uh, fighting for the new world, the new sword, by the Wallace. Okay, so then Casey had said, um, uh, did you see them? Oh, it was because of your gifts. Oh, right. So at first, this is Casey's at first. Uh, it was a, a healer that had happened to me, and I, was, I saw four different horrible past lives, like a movie reel. That's how they come to you, <laughs> like watching a movie. And you see yourself from two angles, inside and from the outside. So it's like a movie, but it's like a movie that you see first person and third person uh, at the same time. So it kind of sucks because you see yourself uh, get killed from the outside, and you see it and you witness it from the witnesser and, and from the inside. She said, I, I later figured out that there was reason, uh, spirit showing me is there always is you never are given anything without there being a reason nothing happens uh, uh, no such thing as coincidence like I said before that's a word invented by people who don't want to know the truth They're afraid to go any further right Denise said I was told I was gifted but I don't know what they are I'm trying to during meditation hopefully i will understand one day you will um, you uh, the reason you don't know Denise um, what your gifts are is because you haven't decided what you want to be first. You can have every gift. Every person can have any gift. We are creators. Okay. We're not just beings that happened, stance that happened here. Okay. So you have to decide what you're drawn to and what you want to do as a main thing and then focus on that. But you're you're still wanting to have everything and that's okay. Uh, You have to put them in order in your mind of what do I want do I want to be a healer? Do I want to be this or I want to be that? And then decide what order you want those in. And the, and the universe will give them to you in that order. But you have to be very specific. And because you're undecided, the universe is going to be undecided because the universe only does what you tell it to do because you're in charge. Okay. So know that. It's just you have to decide what it is in your heart. Uh, what am I ready for? What do I want to, to, to be or become? And that's what you will be and become. Okay. In uh, the cases that since then, I've seen like two more of my own. And there's a reason that they show specific things. Yes, specific things. Right. Let's see. Uh, I want so much to learn and understand, especially after watching Leo. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't know I was gifted when it first happened. You never do, Casey. Casey said that part. You never do. You know? when you first start seeing stuff, you don't know that you're gifted. You go, wait a minute, what? <laughs> so, and then Denise said, Jamie, yeah, Jamie Wolf, Jamie Watson Wolf told me that I could. Uh, could I could do what she does? Uh, I'm a healer and sensitive, but uh, but I'm confused. Well, see, that's, again, I can do all that too. I do medium work. In fact, I do some of it here for you guys, and you don't realize how to do it. Um, I do channeling. I do all of that, but you have to. We teach that. Get a hold of uh, either Peter Kyle or or Peter GV, uh, and uh, we teach that. We have groups that we teach that, and Jamie now does in a group. Uh, where she did a reading on me, which if you guys are in that group, you should go and watch that reading she did me, and then she did Peter, GB, from South Africa back to back. And both were crazy, crazy, uh, really good reads. In fact, she was tripping because, Casey, you and I talked about this, for she was actually seeing um, a, me in a spaceship uh, and, and uh, saying, you're like a commander of this of this fleet in the spaceship, and, and you're not even from here. And she was like, what? And she's laughing. Why are you guys telling me this? She says, what are you telling me? So even it was it was even sounding crazy to her, but you and I just discussed this about you, uh, just like Dave or her prior to that. But I didn't discuss that with you about me. But we I, we were talking about you and your stuff. But she mentioned me, and uh, that and there is a reason for that. And I don't know if it was raw, that said this. But it was someone uh, the uh, psychic uh, channeling uh, said that uh, there are you know legions, not legion like the devil legions, but legions of of uh, of space warriors uh, that are here, that are commanders of fleets that have been hidden um, because of who they are on this planet, and uh, some of you are those commanders, uh, and some of you are part of a larger consortium of 3D, 4D, 5D uh, uh, people who uh, would be considered soldiers, but not warlike in the physical 3D. There are other ways of uh, non-physical, spiritual, uh, you know, being a warrior and defending the light where you're not actually physically attacking with weapons and laser beams and bombs and missiles. That's only in the third dimension and all the octaves of this dimension. But there are similar things that go on that have to do with that. That's why we're starting to figure out magic and magic wars and things like that. Um, And we're seeing that in movies and stuff. So, yeah, Peter's talking about the energy of vampires and uh, in, in his life trying to bring him down. And, uh, it, it didn't work. Yeah, he, he's because of who Peter is, it's very difficult for them to attack him. You know? They try. All nefariousness tries to undermine everything that we do at all times. That is what they try to do. That's what they do. Right? So, uh, and then Casey said, just like you, Leo, I found my own grave in real life. Right? Isn't that kind of freaky when you do that? You're like, oh my God, I was that. That body that's underground right here, I occupied that when it was flesh, right? It's kind of freaky when you do that first first couple of times. After that, you start getting used to it. You're like, yeah, I lived many lifetimes, right? So I had a past life 30 miles from here, from where you are now, where I am now. She says, and I found my own grave and uh, my daughter's grave. Yeah, uh, like I said, I uh, from where I am standing right now, uh, about 70 miles, I grew up, less than 10 miles from where I died as a Native American and where I lived as a Native American. I lived on the same land. This lifetime, I lived on the same land I lived on a couple hundred years ago as a Native American. Died on. Isn't that crazy? But I'm now currently a little further north. I'm moving back down that that area. So, um, yeah, so that, that, that's crazy. So Don't be afraid, guys, those of you out there listening. Don't be afraid if you start seeing visions of this stuff in your dreams. Don't be afraid to say, you know, maybe this is not just a dream. Maybe there is something, because first of all, everything you dream about is not like a piece of potato or some spice um, that is giving you a nightmare. That might give you a sour stomach, but everything that goes on in your brain is is because you're working on something, knowledge about something that you're working on that is in fact uh, stuff that you need. Your subconscious works on things that shows you, but it shows you things in in parables and in imagery, so it's not a uh, thought process, right? Penny says, yeah, when I'm late again." Yeah, Penny, you got here just in time. You should rewind because you got here just in time because I'm about to go off the air this week. Um, but you should go back. We finished session 12, just so you know, Penny. Um, so we're or, or is it 12 or 13? <laughs> 12, 13, whatever. We just finished it, and we're moving on uh, next week. And so we finished that out, but. Uh, we've talked about, um, uh, continue talking about the evolution of, of, of the spiritual mind and body uh, from the first to the third, into the fourth and fifth, and then uh, w- continuing showing you um, th- that, uh, including talking about past lives, past life regression, and how that influences uh, in some ways our, uh, our now, and because you have to realize this and this is why i bring this up as you're getting closer to the fourth density and you're getting through the third density and octaves you're moving up in the octaves and you're getting closer and closer to graduating or you have but because there is no harvest currently uh the harvest is going to happen but because there isn't one um you will then return if i died today i will be born again really quickly it used to be a of a wait of 100 years um, before you are reborn on this planet, but that's changed now. You can die and come back three, four, six months later uh, because it's so close to the end of the cycle that uh, if I died today, I would reincarnate quickly into another body someplace on this planet uh, uh, it, it, until the harvest, and then when the harvest time happens, then I'm, then I, you know, unless I choose, because once you have learned, to, if you're a wanderer and you have given or say, I signed on for 75,000 years at the end of the 75,000 years, if things haven't changed, then you have the right at that point to say, okay, I signed on for this. I don't want to do that. But most of the time wanderers come back. That's just the way the person is who comes here as a wanderer. So that's why when uh, people are harvestable, if it's not a whole bunch of people uh, that's, that's harvestable at the time, um, then um, that happens uh, you know the, to where they return i'm right? sorry i'm looking at what penny said penny that sucks um well that it was meant not to be so don't you know don't be distraught she said i was i got laid off today that sucks um but yeah. you know what if there's a reason for it that stuff happens you know there's going to be one door closes, another one opens and i know that when someone tells you that when you're in that limbo state you go yeah yeah right okay whatever thank you but Just know that. Don't fear. The fear will will play more on way more on your mind because the ego will tell you all kinds of. You're not gonna pay rent. You're doomed. You're gonna die. All your power is gonna get shut off. You're not gonna have food. Everyone's gonna hate you. It's all your fault because you suck. All those things are ego trying to make you uh, utilize this, capture you in the moment, right? So don't do that. Just just say, you know what, Jesse, see, they're right. Okay, that's good. Penny says thank you all, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> so there you go. So you got laid off. But in truth, uh, you were probably ready to quit anyway, because she doesn't bother you're like, Yeah, I got laid off. felt it coming. Right? So yeah, at least you're being uh, you knew that that somebody who's nefarious decided that you needed to go. Uh, that's usually what happens. Uh, unless you're unless you do something to where you get yourself into trouble. And then it's a choice you made. Those are the things. Those are the things that we have to stand up to. We have to become objective and go, okay, I'm the one who made this happen. <laughs> right? And that's where I tell people when they ask me questions about how do I deal with people that are energy vampires or people that are hard to deal with that are nefarious. Show them, put a mirror around. So if you don't have a mirror to carry with you, which is a good idea, by the way, if you carry a mirror on your person, uh, people won't tell you their life stories all the time unless you care and, they don't, and you're okay with doing that. Otherwise, I used to walk around with a mirror in my pocket all the time in my mojo bag. Not a joke. I just don't carry it anymore. But uh, people would always tell me their whole life story. And then they'd go, I don't even know why I'm telling you this. Well, because you, you can't help yourself. It's because of what I am. But I don't say that to them. But that's the truth of it. So that's one way. But then in the in the, in the the physical way, uh, when you're dealing with people, is you have to show them their selves. And it, and it, and it doesn't mean that you're you know I have to make, you know, give you the lesson. That's going to come in their own time anyway. Karma fixes that. But but when you know when somebody says oh you know, um, it'll hold. They're trying to get you to feel sorry for them. You know I I lost my job or I'm just using that as an example. Don't think that I'm thinking that. Penny, you just said that, so it was the top of my, right uh, the top of my head. But when they say things like you know I don't know what I'm going to do to pay my bill, they're trying to get money out of you. Well why didn't what is it that you did that you didn't pay your bill? Why didn't you pay your bill? Right. And when it, when you get the truth out of them, you're going to find out it's not the, what they tell you. Well I don't make enough money. Well, you don't make enough money. Well, then you're, there's something about your life, choices that you're making in your life that are hindering you. You're either working at the wrong job because you're not making enough money or you're doing something with your money that is not appropriate and you're, and you're not paying all your bills. And when it comes right down to it, you're going to find out that their decisions are what's gotten them into trouble, but they don't want to work for it themselves. So what they work at is getting other people, controlling other people and getting people to pay them money, and loan them money. Do you see and those are people that we call them passive aggressive those are people that are passive aggressive that are they don't want to do that it's like the person in line in front of you in the store they pay with cash and they and they and they're short by like a dollar or two that's planned they're done they're short a dollar or two on purpose because they're hoping somebody that here overhears them goes here here's a dollar okay and that's a victory to them they see that they do that on purpose rarely is it nine times out of ten ninety nine times out of a hundred it's done on purpose by nefarious people, not that one old lady who just Akron did not have enough money. Oh, darn. I'll have to send this back. And they always pick the one thing that's going to wring your heart out. That's how you know that they're nefarious. Otherwise, they would take the candy that candy off the table. But they don't. They take the milk off the table. Do you see? Because they want, they're trying to get people around them to have uh, bleeding hearts. You kept the booze, but you're saying, now I won't be able to eat breakfast because I don't have any milk. How about giving up the vodka, lady? Do you see my point? So you have to look at those things and weigh those out. I remember uh, people running into in me going, hey, can you, can you loan me a couple of dollars? And 90 times out of a hundred times, these people are bullshit and they're asking that. My brother was in LA one time and he was pulled up to a gas station and there was this guy standing there in a three piece suit and he was standing there uh, and he was asking people for money and asked my brother for money. My brother said, dude, I'm like no money at all. I'm about a, one and a half a paycheck away from standing out here begging for money too. You weren't a three piece suit, which costs a lot of money. And he's like, so what happened to you? And he's like, nothing. This is how I make money. I make over $200 an hour. Just standing here and asking for money. And my brother's like, are you kidding me? He's like, no, I'm not kidding you. It's this racket, bro. I make all kinds of money. Watch this. Some lady walks up. He's like, Hey, listen, I ran out of gas and I need to call my girlfriend. So she can come and get me some, can you loan me like five bucks? The woman gave him five bucks. Another woman walked up and he said, Hey, listen, I'm I'm, you know, I'm trying to get the same spiel, and she said, I don't have any money, but hey, I got pizza. You want pizza? He says, you know, I haven't eaten. She goes and gives him three quarters of a pizza that she had, and he says to my brother, here, you want a piece of pizza? He laughed. My brother ate a piece of pizza. They both had pizza for lunch for free, and then he went in and got his gas and came back out eating his pizza. And the guy was like, I make a couple hundred dollars an hour just standing on this uh, right here at this gas station and asking for money all day long. And I move so that the same people don't see me after a week or so. Weren't you here last week? He doesn't stay long enough, but that's what he does. And they film people like that. So you have to you have to really look and take things on a case to case basis. But when you're dealing with energy vampires, it becomes apparent if you're paying attention, right? And you see that whole term again. It becomes apparent to you. It teaches you something because it becomes apparent to you. Our our play on words uh, tells us what's going on, right? And it does happen, right? It just does happen. It, it, Paces of LOL, well, it happens. It does, but you have. But see that that's the the problem is that we have that mindset. We need to change that mindset of well, it's just that way. I can't vote because it's already corrupt anyway, and it doesn't matter how I vote. but it, it, it does matter how you vote because if everybody decides I'm not voting for that guy or that woman or those people anymore, I'm going to vote for somebody else. That somebody else is going to get in charge. So that's that's your civic duty of learning that you do have a voice and realization. They expect that you don't, that you all think you don't have a voice, that you can't change things it's just the way it is, man. You know, evil people are evil. And you accept that. When you accept that, you're being subjective. Do you understand that? You're being, you're being a subject. You're being a slave at that point. You're not being objective. And so you have to change the mindset of your reality and become objective about yourself and reality around you. And to be objective about reality around you is the understanding that this is actually an illusion and they know it we talked about that Ra talked about that that the information that is coming through that is that is working on your ego to make your ego make you live in fear that doesn't work on evil people because they don't have an ego or they have an ego but they're not listening to it in the fear way because the ego is pumping them up and telling them that they are the greatest in the world so therefore the information that comes to their head is the true information that is we are taking over and that we're gaslighting these people that's how they all know to do the same thing. Okay. They don't, they don't teach it to each other, but it comes to them naturally. They gain that knowledge the same way you gain the knowledge you gain that they don't gain. And this is the thing that people don't get because they don't see it because I'm not privy to the information that someone else is getting. I just assume they're getting only the information that I'm getting. They're not your information you're getting is tailored to whether your soul is in service to self or in service to others. Okay, So there is another half of this reality that you are not privy to whatsoever unless you look for it. And then you can see it and hear it. But it, you have to become in a place to where it will not affect you. And Sometimes people think that it's going to. I remember when I was reading Mein Kampf, which is the My Struggle by Adolf Hitler. There were people in my life that thought I was going to become a Nazi because I read that book because they thought, I was weak minded, it would be uh, turned into a an Nazi. Awesome. And then later on, my ex wife, but at the time, we weren't even married yet. Um, she ended up getting uh, caught up with a cult up here in, in California. and didn't know it. until so she was like, Oh, my God, I'm a cult, I got to get out of here. So she called her dad, and her dad called me and her and he and I moved her went up and got her moved her out and one day took up a, a moving truck and loaded up her shit and brought her back down to the Bay Area. And I was reading the books that were the, the four or five books that were published that they based their cult on by their cult leader and she thought I was going to turn into one of their cultists because I was reading the books and I was like, give me a little bit of credit here that I'm not corruptible in that way and that I'm not a sheep, right? And I read the books and went, yeah, I can see why people would fall for this crap, right? And But that's the thing. They know and they teach it to each other and if they don't teach it to each other, they usually do it by proxy. Then they get the information and they get the true information. You don't get any of that. All the fear, so you have to realize that that's the first step in avoiding a trap. knowing its existence. You have to see it, uh, and then you have to look into it, and you have to be, but you have to be untouchable by it, which means you have to fix yourself. And once you start fixing yourself, then you will be able to start seeing that stuff for what it is, and that's the realization. Like in *The Men in Black*, when uh, when they they were trying to figure out, or he was telling, uh, basically telling uh, what's his name's character. Uh, Jay that there were aliens and uh, he didn't believe it and they walked into that shop and he ended up shooting the alien dude's head off which grew back then solidified for Jay when Kay did that that the guy was really an alien and when he walked outside it completely changed his thought process and reality to the point where when he looked around he actually started realizing that there were aliens everywhere And because he, now he learned something and it changed uh, 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 something objective in his mind and it, he was no longer hiding the fact from himself that all the stuff going around him, going on around him, that he was ignoring it before pretending it wasn't real and not realizing it until he had the solid information that said, this is real. And then he turned around and looked and saw it was everywhere. And I mentioned that because I said that to my sister about the cabal and their symbols in company names and symbols that you see like Taco Bell and, and uh, mobile one and all, just almost all of them company logos and that they're that they actually designed that on uh, for a reason orion rising cover of my book and the symbol for my show with the giza plateau at night the words orion rising above that and orion the constellation rising in the sky above that with my name above that has multiple meanings it's ambiguous when the giza plateau was built the Giza plateau above that in the sky mirroring uh, Orion's belt is those three pyramids when it was built. And it was built at that specific time for that purpose. And then if you look around the world, you find that there are at least seven major arcana, seven major chakra, seven other uh, places on this earth that have three uh, pyramids in exactly the same shape and exactly the same size that also mirror just like the the one in Mexico from Teotihuacan, which is exactly in the same structure and the complex and all the buildings around it are in the exact same places as the computer motherboard in every computer chip on the face of this earth that runs everything that is our technology. And those are exactly done in sevens, which are the same chakras, which are the same seven arcana Which are the seven wonders of the world? Which are the seven continents of the world? There's that number seven. Why? Look into that. Think about it. Okay? And all of them were built because they generated energy and gateways to other places and realities. Every person, all the people that lived in those places that were around those said, this is what we were told from ancient times. Then if you read the Necronomicon, you see where they literally take you back. Someone plugs into, on a spaceship, in a city underground, four four, uh, cities uh, underground, meaning a city on top of another city on top of another city on top of another city, to the modern day of when Nebuchadnezzar and and, uh, Zoroaster were alive. And that information handed down to now in that book and that that somebody went into the city below the city below the city below the city and the technology was still working there and they plugged into the machine and actually saw this event take place and it was and it was an event just like and this is why i brought this up just like when casey was saying how plugging into this stuff how you see yourself there and you believe that you're there and me explaining to you that you see it from two different angles not just being inside your body but you also see it from outside your body so you see it as a spectator And as a witnesser, or as the experiencer, which is the way all life is recorded. So when people do something and they say, well, nobody saw me do it, so it doesn't really count. It didn't happen. It, It actually does because it's being recorded by the all. Okay, so that's being recorded with. So what you do, you are also recording. But if you try to hide that from the universe, the universe is recording everything that we do as well. Because we're seeing it from two different perspectives. Because the only way when you're pushing a rock uphill... You can only see the rock in front of you, yet the picture doesn't show a man pushing a rock uphill from the perspective of the man. It shows it from the perspective of the witnesser witnessing the man push the rock up the hill. And then I put in there, and it was the quote, it's not mine, I didn't make it up, that when pushing a rock uphill, uh, it's only at the top when one can truly understand the journey. And that is the journey of the soul, pushing your soul uphill, your psyche uphill, your, your what? Uphill ascent of your ascension from becoming self-aware for the very first time and then eventually becoming the Pneuma, which you are, the spark of God, but becoming that breath of God, becoming the being. So, So it's being recorded from two perspectives, yours and a third party, so that later when you look back at your life, you don't just see it only from your perspective. Why? Because all of our points of view are directly related to our point of view. So all the things we believe and, and, and think are the culmination of everything that we've experienced and learned, and that's only our point of view. So you also have to look at the things from a different perspective from your own. So when you look at your life and you look back on your life, you get to witness your life. That's why it flashes before your eyes, just before you die, so you get to re-witness it all again as you, as you the experiencer. And then when you go to the place of reflecting, you get to look at it from everyone else's perspective. Do you see? So it changes the perspective of your own life to yourself when you see it from a third person standpoint, not just from your own point of view. So when you're in this body, you have to think about that as well. You have to learn that that's part of learning the trap, right? Yeah. See, it, it, that's my point. That's what i was saying. Casey said, yes, I've seen them from, from first person, uh, point of view. And also as the witness. Yes. And that's why I made a point to say that because earlier you didn't say that you said, I've seen, you know, uh, uh, different lives that I had and how I died. And I'm like, yeah. But when you see it that way, with your third eye or in a dream room, you're seeing it from two perspectives, yours and the witnesser. You're the witnessee as the experiencer, but you're also seeing it from the outside perspective that is not being driven by your thoughts, that is a recorder. It's recording. Uh, that's what's in the, in the archives. I was say national archives. That's what's in the Universal Archives uh, of communication Records caution records depends on how you you know potato potato Um, but that's how that is when you go there you see it from both perspectives and that's usually how you get um, tapped when you do that you get them both the exact same time right Casey said yeah at the same time you get them literally so you get a a split screen in your brain to where you're seeing it from first person in uh, out of your own eyes and then you're seeing your body from another angle and it's usually from the top down but not 100 percent from the top down because it's sort of from the side it's, a, it's off from the side so that you can still see who you are and what's going on around you. And sometimes it moves around you to show you different perspectives, too. But it's always from a third person and first person. But you only when you're here, you only see it from your perspective. You have to ask other people what they think of you or pay attention to how other people interact with you uh, and talk to you to find out how they perceive you because it's, it is a matter of perception. And that's why when, when you're taught when I was in management, we're taught in management, it's not what they it's not what you say to an employee, it's what they hear. Okay. So you have to be careful what you say and be very specific when you're talking to people. And that's one of the reasons why I'm a good orator, because I learned that at a young age, that you have to be specific about what you say. And that's why I talk in parable because I, I do that because that one of the great orators of time have done that, and we've learned that if you're going to orate The best way of doing that is speaking in parables because different people, and I learned this as a manager going to manage school, uh, going to, to school. I literally went to a school to be taught how to be a manager. And you're taught that people learn seven. There's those arcana again, seven major archetypes, and people learn seven different ways. And you have to be aware of that when you're teaching people that you don't know how they learn until you learn how they learn. So that's, again, that's you becoming aware of another person's perspective. And you can only do that if you don't have uh, your ego running your life. Because your ego says, I don't give a fuck what they think. It's all about me. They need to bend to my will because I'm in fucking charge. I'm the one they're going to listen to. And they're going to do what I fucking tell them or I'm going to find someone else to do it. And that is an egoic mindset of nefariousness. They don't give a fuck about you. They're going to use you. In fact, the, the, more, the, the more they consider you stupid because you're not getting what they're saying, the better off they are because then they fool you and they lie to you and say shit. And get you to do what they want and just use you up and throw you away and get someone new they don't care right so there's the difference so if you're in service to others you want to you want to learn that about other people so the only way that you can do that is first you have to learn yourself there's a book that's out there that my uh my second wife let me read and i sent it on to other people and told them to pay it forward because it was also written by somebody who was a great orator uh in in writing and uh this doctor was uh, you know it's a love language and Everybody has their own love language. What is that? It's what was taught to you by your parents and your grandparents and everyone in your life of how the dynamic works between male and female. And depending on when you were born and where you lived in the world, your environment is going to dictate how you see things along with your experiences. So that's why people say, you know, I married my dad or I married my mom or, you know, what I mean, depending on whether you're a mom's boy or a, or a daddy's girl or a mom's girl or a mom's boy, whatever. Right. Uh, You end up looking for one of those uh, characteristics or many of the characteristics of your family, unless that you had a really bad childhood, really bad life. Then you're going to try and look for something that's opposite of what they are. But you don't know what it is. Do you see? So your love language is something that you, again, have to look within yourself and say, what is my expectation for my spouse and how is it that I can change myself to be more uh, in, in tune with my spouse and get my spouse to do the same? So that they, we both have an understanding of communication so that we can better our relationship. And you have to be aware of that. Again, first step in avoiding the trap is knowing it's existence. So it comes to play in every th- aspect of your life to be objective and to be honest with yourself. And, and take the criticism and don't let your ego get offended when someone says, you know, I hate that tooth- you leave the goddamn cap off the toothpaste every fucking day. It drives me crazy. Right. Or you leave the, the towels wet or you don't squeegee the fucking shower, whatever it is. Right. I have a thing with people not cleaning and closing uh, condiments, you know, ketchup and mustard and things like that. That drives me nuts. Do I say that to every single person? Am I Sheldon? No. Sheldon would say that and go, ooh, and wipe his hands or wipe the thing and close it after everybody and offend them. Right. I don't, but I see it. Sometimes I'll reach over and close it. Someone goes out a pet peeve and I'll go, yeah, a little bit. Because it dries it out. My mother leaves the dishwashing soap. It's open now. My mother leaves the dishwashing soap open, the lid open. That dries out the soap, it makes it more concentrated. It makes it harder to get out of the thing. Eventually, if you don't use it fast enough, it'll dry up in there. She also doesn't clean the lid, and right now the the lid is blue, because of dumping it and pouring it on stuff. And some stays on the lid, and it just stays there. It drives me crazy. So every now and then I go over and I wash it, and clean get all the soap off of it, use it use the soap. It's six recycled recycling. I'm going to use that soap. It's now concentrated on the thing. I get it off on a on sponge or on my hands and I use that to wash dishes with. And then I clean it and put it away. It'll it, eventually, my sister will come over and leave it open. Right? <laughs> right. Or my brother, somebody will come over and they don't close it. I'm a Virgo. It drives me nuts. I don't harp on them and go, God damn it. Close the fucking, right. My, my father-in-law, uh, used to get mad when people would get in his car and change the seat position in the mirrors and not put it back. Well, how are they supposed to know where, what's right for somebody who's three inches shorter than than me or maybe even, uh, or maybe a few inches taller? How are you going to put the seat back in the exact same position? They have that program now where you can press a button, right? In some cars, you can get in there and press boop, 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 and it, and it moves exactly everything. The mirrors and everything moved to where you had preset and, and put down. But if you can't do that, you can't fix it. So he would get mad at, at my wife at the time because she'd go borrow his car and leave the mirrors where they were working for her. And she's like, how am I supposed to know where the mirrors are for you? And he's like, well, Jeff, just look at where they are. and put them back to that spot. She's like, oh, so should I take a picture sitting here on my phone so that I know exactly the right angle to set it in? And So he had to come to the realization that it was just impossible and that he just had to fix the fucking thing. Get over yourself and fix it, right? These are the things, by point of all them, and then I'm going to go for the day, the, the, for the week. These are the things that we all have to work on in this place, the many things. There aren't just one singular thing. We're here in the school that is kindergarten through, uh, through college. And most of our lives are spent in kindergarten through 12th grade. Okay? And you're learning general education. You're learning a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this, a little, little bit of that. But all of those subjects that you're learning are going to be individualized as you get older and you move up into the college level, which is the fourth through the seventh uh, octaves, where you're going to be more focused on wisdom and love and those sort of things that are part of what we're learning now. Right, okay, Denise says, my pet peeve is when you sit at the table, no one is seated yet, and one person sits down to eat. It doesn't wait for everyone else to sit down in my household. My father was a gentleman and he was teaching us uh, children to be gentlemen. So we didn't sit down until everybody was seated. All the women, especially first and whoever lived at the house. If it was uh, if we were at someone else's house, we did not sit down until everyone was seated. And then if the woman was the one who was doing the cooking and the serving, and she was bringing everything to the table, we would not sit down until that woman, the patriarch, right, of the family was done and seated. And when she sat down like a queen, we would sit down. And if she got up, we stood up. And then she would go to do something, and we would sit back down. And when she came back, we would stand up and wait for her to sit down and sit down with her. And that was the way I was brought up. It's not a joke. Um, I was literally brought up as a European gentleman, uh, royalty. My family is royalty, so I was brought up that way. Even though I was brought up more like King Ralph than I was, but all of that was trained into us. And my father would say, this is what you need to know for the old world and the old ways. And this is what you need to know for the modern world the modern ways. You need to know both. And that was part of my Merlin training that I was getting from my father. My brother got the same training. Okay? And we're both ministers now. Right? I have the license. My brother hasn't got his license yet, but he is a minister. And he, and he teaches at, at Christian uh, churches and does retreats for for uh, uh, husbands and wives and, uh, and Christians. He and his wife run a retreat for, for Northern California that they that they officially moved into. Uh, it's, you know what I mean? I mean, moved into the, the role of, of running it uh, because at some point the people that were running it were having problems and they couldn't do it and they stepped in and started doing it. Next thing you know, they took it over. And the church was like, okay, you guys got it. Just do, you're the new uh, ministers. <laughs> do this. They're very involved, uh, both of them. As of civics they're very involved in the community on the boards and we i grew up the same way i was in a on a react team as a, a kid we were or we literally would go out and help people that were that were stranded on the highways and, and help them bring them gas uh change their tires do whatever uh as well as uh earthquake readiness and fire readiness and all of this stuff as a civilian i grew up that way my son did as well so did my uh my ex-wife She's, they were still doing that stuff uh not too long ago uh so very active in the community to go into the school boards go into all of this stuff uh, that most people don't do today that they're starting to do now because of uh, what's been going on but yeah manners are manners but i'm also the, the person that that looks down on people if you get mad because somebody doesn't know what fork is the right fork or they don't hold the fork the proper way uh, because i know the difference between the european standard of of that old world new world and uh, and the the uppity American standard of 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 cutlery, and they're completely different, right? And so I'm like, well, which one are you going by? Are you going by the one that proves that I'm upper crust, uh, rich, uh, uh, you know, uh, cabal? Because that's different, you know. The Germans knew American spies by the way they used their utensils. Americans knew German spies because they didn't know anything about sports, <laughs> right? So they they had to start trying to learn sports. Uh, American sports, because all Americans during the 40s, during the Second World War, the First World War, were full on into all sports uh, from college level, you know, collegiate level to the professional level. And they knew baseball and football and hockey, especially uh, uh, around the United States. They knew who won what, who played on what team and who, what their average was and the whole night. And so they would drill people to find out because Germans looked just like uh, Americans. Let's be serious. They were the same people. One lived on this side of the pond, and the others lived on that side of this pond, the English were the same. So when you change the accent, the Germans knew because they would teach the military upper crust, or middle crust, uh, 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 culinary, and that was upper compared to Americans, and Americans wouldn't know the right way to cut their meat, which hand to use the fork in, uh, where we do things differently here, which they call barbaric. Uh, and then you have some people that are here, they get mad. And then they were acting like they had a shovel. They were just shoveling the food in. And I was like, really? So you're stuck on etiquette? That's what you're all about, etiquette? That's all you got? That's Are you going to ascend with that? You know what I mean? However, manners are manners. If somebody is, is you know, sitting there with their arms on the table and, and eating food, with talking with their mouth full and, and, you know what I mean, and swilling beer or milk in their mouth with a whole full mouth of turkey meat, at the same time as open chewing the mouth and then saw so, wow, I went to the store before I got here, and then wipe their mouth with a bunch of juice on it. I agree with you, Denise. That pisses me off. So, manners are manners. There's a place and time for certain things. But these are the things that Raw's teaching us, trying to, some of them, uh, that are also trying to expand our consciousness to the idea of looking at things from not just our perspective and getting used to uh, expanding your consciousness to seeing things like we talked about in your past lives where you realize that it's it's there. It's being shown to you in two different ways, but we only see it in one here. And our belief system, that was the lesson of the Jedi, was that all the truths we cling to are directly related to a certain point of view, and that point of view is yours, okay? And And as you ascend, uh, in knowledge, you gain more knowledge from the universe, which is universal knowledge. And, and then you start realizing that your thinking starts becoming more in line with other people of the same vibration as you move up. And then you that's when it, it, it tells you, okay, what I'm learning is not fake, because other people are learning it too. We all are, and it's not, you know, in the ego and ego people in Nefarious will say, that's just mass hysteria. It's just hypnotizing, because that's what they do to keep you from learning that stuff and they know the techniques so they always blame other people for the techniques that they're actually imploring okay and they'll say that that's what the other people are doing and and they're they're actually doing right and you see that playing out uh, in politics now that religion that one side always points to the other side and says they're doing this and what they're saying that side's doing is what they're both doing to each other right they're both doing because there is no if you're if you are a, a follower of politics, that is the religion of nefariousness, and that religion is control, manipulation, right? Is power? Is it, that is you know a service to self? So, so that's why when when somebody says to me you know uh, or you hear the saying, show me a lawyer, I'll show you a liar. Truth. Show me a politician, I'll show you a liar. Truth show me someone who is bought into has a d or an r or whatever the letter is whatever country that you're in you know what the letter is that is the party that is either the conservative or the or the progressive party uh either one of those it doesn't matter one pretends to be for the people and one pretends to be for themselves and they each say that the other one is really out for themselves because the truth is all of them are out for themselves and they just want control over you they don't want to show you anything in truth right? Like here in the United States, you have the Republican Party and Fox News is supposed to be the only people backing the Republican Party. If that's the case, then why is it that all the sensitive information, all the really good information is only on their plus channel that you have to pay $10 a month for? Why is that that only the documentaries that have the good shit are only being told to you to promote it, to say, these are on the plus channel, where you have to pay us more money, pay us more money, $10 a month, and we'll let you hear the real truth of what's going on. Otherwise, we'll just tell you there is a truth that we have, but you can't see that because it's exclusively on our pay per view channel without saying pay per view because people have gotten used to the idea that pay per view, wait a minute, I'm not paying you. Oh, no, we call that plus or plus 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 or what is it that the new one says plus plus plus, three times plus, ten times plus. Right? Well, that's stupid. Yeah, but we're going with it because they're making a crockery out of it. They're throwing it in your face, laughing at you. And saying it doesn't matter how many times we put a plus in here. You're still going to pay us $10 more a fucking month for this content. that we're not going to tell you the secrets unless you pay us this extra money. So I'm out for you guys. I'm not the cabal. I'm out for you guys. Okay? But I'm only going to give you this information until you pay me more money. Okay? So the truth is they're not out for anybody but themselves. Otherwise, they'd be telling you that information because we all need to know it. But they're not. They're telling you that information is there. And then saying, pay me another $10 a month we'll give it to you. Right, so all of the, the everybody now has their Plus channel where they're giving you the exclusive content, brand new series that you don't get to see anywhere else. That we already know is popular, like the Star Trek series, right, or the Star Wars series, right. You, they got the whole the whole Mandalorian and all that stuff. Yeah, it's only on Disney Plus because Disney bought the whole rights to Star Wars, so now you don't get to see that, right. And then Star Star Trek, same thing happened with them where there's two series now that have been on the Plus channels that you got to pay ten dollars a month for to see, otherwise you don't get to see them. All. Oh, wait, I don't give a fuck because there's nothing that they're going to show on there or tell me on there that I'm not going to learn by ignoring their world and looking at the real world because they're a distraction to keep me from learning what I'm supposed to learn anyways. Okay. So why pay all that extra money? That's like when they tell you, you got to pay insurance for your car so that if you get in a wreck, there's money there that'll pay for your car and the other people. Okay. But your car might break down. And if it breaks down, you're not going to have the money ready to pay for it when it breaks down. So pay me another kind of insurance, and that way we'll pay the premium, which then we'll raise and make you get the money back from you that we lose from you when your car does break down and you use it. They do the same thing for your insurance. I have insurance on my physical body. If something happens to me, I'm paying for that insurance, but that doesn't get covered everything. So now we have this other new insurance. It's called Aflac that I pay into. That will then give me more money to pay for the stuff that the other guys don't pay for. That's all my money anyway, because I'm paying for it. But they, they get you fooled like they do from Amazon Prime. Pay me $45 a month and you can ship everything for free anywhere in the world all the time. Because they know that most people don't ship more than $45 worth of goods in any one given month or year. So they charge you for it for the same reason that credit cards give you credit. They make it up and they give it to you knowing that they're going to make profit off of you. And then they have you believing that you're getting something for free. When you're not, you're paying for it ahead of time. And then if the, you've overpaid. Okay. If, if say I haven't paid enough, right? Yes, Casey, it's all bullshit. If I haven't paid enough and they, and they, and they you know, to cover the cost and my car breaks down and it costs $5,000, but I've only paid in $2,000. Guess what? They raised my premium and now I owe them more money. Why? because, now they need to make back the money because they've lost money on me. So they have to make back the money that I charged them by raising the rates. They do the same thing with your insurance. They raise the rates of your insurance when you get in an accident. So you have to pay them more money because now you're a liability because you got it in an accident and, they, and you owe them money now. So now you're what you're paying is the money that you're going to pay them plus the money that you owe them. And that's how they raise the money. All bullshit. Netflix. Look what they're doing. Right. And he said Netflix does that. Cancels a show on the last season. So that you have to pay to watch it on amazon or wherever that they yeah because they're they're owned by the same companies same parent companies right so you have to now pay and they're doing that where they were losing money weren't making money because people were sharing their passwords and they just today announced that four countries on the planet no longer get to do that you have to have a designation of where that password is on what computer is that password on that you're going to use and what household so it's either your, your television and that box, or your cell phones, and all that boxes, so they record the the uh, information that is the signature of those uh, uh, those uh, uh, cell phone, laptop, uh, uh, you know, television, iPad, whatever, in that location, and then you can't share it and look at. So you can't even watch your own Netflix unless you're watching it on your device that is already hooked up on their network because they don't want they're losing money. And they realized that they were losing money, and now they're like, we're going to make money. So now they're forcing everyone, and they haven't enforced it 100% in America yet, but they're going to because the rest of the world is going to put up with it. So it's going to be here in America, too, if it hasn't already, and you're screwed. Look at, okay, Barack Obama, in uh, in when he was in office, decided he got paid probably hundreds of millions of dollars for doing this, obviously, otherwise he wouldn't have done it. He decided that all television signals in America need to be high definition. We're getting rid of all the other ones that you have to pay money to get a new box that will make your television high def or buy a new box or buy a new television to be high definition. So how much money do you think Barack Obama got paid by the people that were pushing high definition uh, signal broadcasting uh, to the whole world? Now, let's just go past that hundreds of millions of dollars that he got paid for doing that. And they made it a law, and he just changed the law without anyone in America voting on it and said, now all signals as of January 1 of this year are going to be high definition. So, if that's the case, when I buy cable from the cable companies, how come I'm paying extra money for high definition channels when all signals are already high definition? But we are. Okay. And what they did was because I worked in the movie industry and I worked on authenticating images and video for. Most of my life, I did it as a profession, starting in my 20s, and I continued doing it. And I do it still, uh, in in some respects, now for ancient aliens worldwide and for the ancient aliens world. I did this literally uh, for 35 years now, authenticating video and photograph imagery of everything up to and including and mostly UFOs, spaceships, and, and that kind of stuff. Okay, But other things as well right saved the lawsuit for a company that i was working for when a guy brought in a poster that was uh it was supposed to be a limited edition poster which it was it was it was uh but it wasn't one of the ones that he thought it was it was a replica but it was they had a, a the original title i knew this because i knew the guy that was working on the set of uh, return of the jedi it was called revenge of the jedi and they made some of the uh, posters for the movie release and Lucas realized that revenge was was not part of the Jedi way. It was, in fact, part of the Sith way. And he said, wow, okay, we can't call it Revenge of the Jedi. We have to call it Return of the Jedi. And But they still had given out some of those posters. So those posters became worth a lot of money. And so people were remaking the posters and reprinting them and selling them as the authentic uh, thing. So it wasn't the real McCoy. And this guy brought one in. And I brought it into the frame shop that I was working at. And uh, one of the guys s- scraped it on accident because somebody dropped it and the glass broke and it, and it scraped it, the painting. And he was like, that's worth millions of dollars. And he was going to sue the company. And I looked into it and I went to authenticate it. And I, and I proved because I showed, look, the folds are printed. Though These were all folded up. The ones that were given away were not rolled up. The ones that were put in movie theaters are came they're rolled up so that there's no damage to them but the ones that are handed out at the parties by lucas and lucas films were always folded and handed to the people so there was creases that would be in the imagery itself that would distort the paint in the imagery itself and when people were then remaking them they were making prints of the originals and the folds were no longer real folds they were printed uh, 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 replications of a fold in the paper, and I actually looked at it and said, "This is not an actual uh, uh, ret- ret- uh, Revenge of the Jedi poster. This is a reprint of one of those posters." And this is why. And I showed it to the, the you know the people at corporate, and they were like, "Holy crap! I think you're right." And they so they took it to uh, someone that was paid as a professional uh, restorer of imagery, and they said, "Yeah, he's right. This is a reprint. This is not an original document." because those folds would actually be part of the, the ink was folded up and broken up and damaged by it being folded. And this is uh, not damaged. It's not even flaky. It's completely smooth. It's a reprint on this paper of that original. This is not an original. And that guy was really pissed off and said, then he tried to say that we switched it and that we switched it to steal it from him. And then, of course, he lost and he didn't go to court. He lost it. Uh, but those are the things that, that – that you, you have to look into. This is my point of all of this. You have to look at things from a different perspective. You have to learn that and to expect that there's going to be that everything that you see is not always what it is. It's what you perceive it as, okay? So sometimes you think something's happening. That's why people say, only believe half of what you see and nothing of what you hear, right? I and mean, that's an actual saying, believe nothing of, you know, none of what you hear and half of what you see. And that—that's an Irish proverb, as far as I know. I know and I sound like that Russian guy who claims everything is Russian, but that, I believe that's an Irish proverb. And it's true. When you get these these things into your head and you start to look at things, then you—you're being objective. You're being honest. You're not trying to see something for what it, what you want it to be. You're being honest in what is it, not what I perceive it as. I know what I perceive it as because you're going to perceive that instantly. You know, you look up and a is that a spaceship? That's got to be a spaceship, right? But then you have to, in your mind, you have to go, no, well, let's, is it 747? Is it, is it any kind of known aircraft that I'm aware of, you know, and then you got to go through your mind of, of the memory of all aircraft. Nope, it doesn't look like any of those. Well, okay, then what can it be, right? Do you know how many times that, especially in the modern era, in the last 15 years, especially in the last 15, where people have said, Look, here's these spaceships that are doing these weird things over a city. I'm like, those are drones. Those are drones. Drones can't do that. Yeah, if you link the drones on a computer, you can program the computer to make the drones fly together and make different things. And no one knew that at the time. And now people are doing it. The Chinese did it for the last couple of – did it during the the Olympics. Did it – you know, and now they're doing it at Super Bowls. They're doing it everywhere. Doing fireworks shows all over. They got hundreds of drones. Being controlled by one computer, and the computer is having the drones uh, make different shapes, uh, including geometric shapes, words, pictures, all kinds of stuff. But before that technology was wildly known, widely known by people, those of us in the industry were like that. That's just six drones. It's not spaceships. They're not moving like the traditional spaceships did. They're moving in in uh, in patterns. That are too slow and those are drones and then there were people like oh i swear listen you can see i'm like listen you can hear the drones i can on this video hear the drone motors going I'm like those are drones and people were like what i'm gonna like, turn up the sound put on headphones and you can hear the drone engines then uh, spaceships don't make sound okay the ones that are doing all those maneuvers and jumping around in the sky no sound that's one of the things that scares the people Right. So as soon as you hear sound, then it's then it's using friction. It's using a motor of some kind that is using heat, displacing movement, for some other reason. Vimanas did that, but Vimanas did that with propellers and coolant, in a in a, using mercury. That's why Deglocked, the bell. Used mercury and and plasma. Okay, and that's where the Foo Fighters showed up because they were plasma, and then the bell. Uh, would, they couldn't control it though. And that, but that was part of the whole uh, Philadelphia experiment, the technology, not the Bells itself, but the technology that was running the Bells. And that, that whole thing, the reason that that's no longer being um, worked on is because they, they've actually perfected what that was. But I talked about that today where um, when they were coming out with these pictures from the Defense Department, which I have in my videos on uh, Ancient Aliens Worldwide long before the TV show, broke them to the world. We already got them through the through the same, uh, you know, uh, Freedom of Information Act and broke those wide two years before the TV show all of a sudden started showing them. We started using our stuff in the TV show. I mean, so if you're an ancient aliens worldwide, you're used to that. For the last eight years, ancient aliens worldwide takes most of their uh, concepts for the uh, shows that they make from our conversations that happen in our group. That's no joke. They've been doing that the entire time. Um, we know that. We're okay with it because we're still trying to get the information out there. So if we assist them in giving them information where they go, hey, that's a good idea. We could really do a show on that. And then they extrapolate out from that and do something slightly different. But it, we can tell that it was spawned from our conversation. Everybody would say, it's ah, another one of our conversations that we had six months ago. That's now an episode. That wasn't because they were testing out the knowledge or we just happened to get lucky a hundred percent of the time, like for five seasons straight. Anyway. Um, so I think that's hilarious, but, they were had a picture that was done from the defense department from a u.s aircraft here in california and uh, the picture shows this uh, aircraft spaceship and there's this white ring around it they're like that is cold it's not even hot so they're not using you know uh some engine that has friction I'm like yeah they're not i already know the answer to that because you guys do too because i was given a a, a document that came from uh a, a documentation from the cia that was uh, given to pilots that had uh, theoretical engines uh, in them and had the specs of these theoretical engines that didn't really exist that I know do exist. Uh, and one of the, the signatures of an engine, because so everything that we have is based on friction. So it's a heat signature for every engine, but there are engines out there that are not based in that spectrum. And I talked about this. I haven't talked about this now for years. So most of the videos that i talked about this have been deleted, um, but uh, the free energy is not in the friction side of energy the friction side of energy is the fractal inside of energy uh, and the free energy is in the cold uh, and it's in the non-friction uh, side and as long as we keep looking for uh, free energy in the friction side of things where we have to blow something up or destroy something or set something on fire to gain energy or create energy we'll never have free energy because that's not where it is free energy is in the cold uh side of things on the other side of the spectrum uh, and i'm not going to get involved in that but think of the yin and the yang think of fractals and spirals think of fibonacci sequence and the golden mean ratio and those are your aspects okay and the smooth aspect is where the freedom is but they can't create there it's because they can't create there because they're nefarious they have to go to the friction side because that's the only place destruction uh, control and manipulation they can't create with the heart chakra so they can't create free energy. Um, There is some that they have figured out how to, to do it, but it's always with the help of people like Nikola Tesla when they stole all his stuff, and then furthering that, and they find people that are in service to others. And those people are the ones who help them until they get realizing that these people in service to self are trying to weaponize it, and that's when they leave. But they keep bringing in new bodies all the time with people, but they're still asleep and don't know what's going on. And they keep over and over and over using these people gaining more and more knowledge and then trading that knowledge for more knowledge to aliens from another planet to, or another reality or both, to get more and more uh, information. So like I I said before, when you look at the the Viking pantheon, we are the the dwarves under the mountain that they are forcing under uh, slave labor to build weapons of war for That is what the human race has been doing for the the, uh, Orion Crusaders for generations, hundreds of thousands of years. Um, But they didn't have boots on the ground until 1938, and then that extrapolates back, we talked about that. Here, you have to have a past, present, and a future, because it gets separated the second year in this reality, three-dimensional reality. So even if I were literally outside this reality right now, where, outside this reality, space and time, the continuum is all one, so time is not separated. Past, present, and future all happens right this moment. I have a past, present, and a future that goes back hundreds of thousands, if not millions of years. When I come down to earth and I enter into this reality and I do it legally, I have to have a past and a present and a future that has to separate from the now. So everything that already is has to be, was, and is not yet and is now. So when they got here in 1938, because we are now 70, almost 100 years, 80 years hence, almost 90 years hence, uh, from 1938, to, to, uh, that means that they had to have a past that was not just that 100 years difference. They had to have a past from the moment they got here. So that way, that's why it looks like they've been here for hundreds of thousands of years and that we've been trapped for hundreds of thousands of years, when in truth we've only been trapped for about 85. But the souls that are on this planet were affected because their past had to go back into the past. And that's when they went and they planted things back, uh, you know, like Zechariah Ditchin's uh, uh, translations and, and things like that. They made sure Moses with the Ten Commandments, they made sure to plant stuff in their past because they had uh, access, because they had to have a past. That means they had to exist on this planet then. And so they were nefarious then, just like they're nefarious now, just like they were nefarious in the future. So we're outliving them. They're already gone again, but their future is still here from when they existed here. Do you understand? So they're going to be born here because a part of them is going to be born here in the future over and over and over. But the physical people that came here, the beings, are no longer on this planet. They were only here for a very short time. But but the planet's still stuck for the time they were infected for. And that's equal past, future, from the present when they got here. And that's a concept that people don't understand. Okay, and then some people get locked into the whole temporal war and think that there's only one outcome in the future, and that's the one where the AI is in control. Of the human race has got a low population. That's only one outcome that only the various people or people that are still stuck in that way are going to go to. Because people, when when the majority ascends, the people that are here in 3D reality, they're you're not going to be stuck here. You're not going to be left behind. They want you to believe that. The left behind series, although in and of itself, just like all the religions, had a great base in in uh, helping people. The truth of peddling the fear. Anytime you peddle fear, left behind, doom and gloom, that peddling of the fear is doing their job. If you don't get baptized, you're not going to heaven. You will be left behind. If you're not one of the chosen, you'll be left behind. The whole Left Behind series was peddling fear to you. It was to motivate you into becoming, you know, bettering yourself. But in the same sense, the dual aspect of all things, it's also telling you, you're going to be left behind because you're by yourself now and you're behind now and you're useless and you're worthless and it applies to your ego to tell you all well, it's crazy things in your head which keep you occupying in the 3D and being afraid and living in fear which keeps you unbalanced and it keeps you in a low vibration. So that's why whenever somebody is is talking negatively and they say things negatively even though they're trying to sell to help people I'm like you're you don't not as awake as you think you are because you're actually Uh, If if you know anything about laws of attraction and how all that works, the the fact that you're reinstilling negative ideology to people by saying you're you're not going to go to heaven. You're going to go to hell. Well, that's what they want you to do. There was no hell until it was created here. Hell is is never in heaven. Heaven is is down on earth. Heaven is where hell is. and Hell is down on earth. So that, that is a truism. There was no hell until it was created. There was no devil until it was created and it was created using guilt. And these religions use guilt to guilt you into your chairs. You don't want to know knowledge because look what happened when uh, when Adam and Eve learned knowledge. So I'll tell you what you need to know, which is the righteous knowledge only. I won't tell you any of that evil knowledge from Satan who tricked the trickster, who tricked those people. So they tell you a little bit of truth with all the lies. They do the same thing in every aspect that is, that is guilt-ridden. And if it's guilt-based knowledge that they're giving you, then that is not... Whether they know it or not, they are the ones who are more of the problem than the solution. A solution is you're free, you are great, you are beautiful, you are the creator, you are love. And there are people on this planet who have taught that, 100% of them, who taught that on a major scale has been murdered by other humans on this planet for doing so. Okay? Mohammed, they tried to kill him, he got away. Mahatma Gandhi, they shot him through the heart and killed him. Jesus Christ, they stabbed him in his spleen and strung him up and beat him and whipped him and tortured him and stuck him up on a cross until he died, right? You look at Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King was teaching what? Freedom. He was teaching, he was teaching peace. He was teaching love. And what did they do? They shot him through the fucking heart because of doing it. Stephen Biko in South Africa was teaching the same thing. Most of you don't know his name. And he was killed. They actually just brought him up and gave him credit, by the way. And he was hung, just like Jeffrey Epstein, hung in his cell and committed suicide by his shoestrings in his cell that all the cameras were turned off and there was two inept guards who were fell asleep at the time. When it happened, no one was able to get to them until he was dead. Weird. That's exactly the same modus operandi that killed Epstein. Was it Epstein? Whatever the guy's name was. And, uh, and these people throughout time, you can look throughout time and you'll see the same thing happen. They were tortured and they were killed and it was Because what? They were teaching love. Right? They were teaching peace. They weren't teaching war. They were resisting. They wanted Jesus. There were people in Jesus' group that wanted him to lead the Jews in a rebellion. And he said, no, that's not what we're here for. No. He refused. And it pissed them off that he wouldn't do that. And even the Romans were like, so you're the king, are you? You're the rebellion leader. He's like, no. No, I am not. You're saying that. He said that to Pilate. You're saying that. You're calling me that. I never called myself that. I never said I was God. I'm the son of man. Those were his words. right? Muhammad said the same. They came after him, but he ascended before they could string him up. He knew what was going to happen. He saw the sacrifice, and he said, I'm not doing that. That's not my job. I already did what I came here to do. They'll remember me. And he left, and there's a whole religion. But then they corrupted it. They do that with everything. Look what they did with David and everything that happened there. What they did with with everybody, all the religions. They take the religion; it's a great idea when it starts, and they corrupt it, and turn it into guilt, and fear, and oppression, and uh, they they take away your knowledge and your and your ability to gain knowledge. And they tell you, "We'll give you the salvation. We'll tell you what you need to know," because the the little truth with that is we all need guidance. Otherwise, we become these aborigines who build a uh, an aircraft to, with a prop plane. And think it's the chariots of the gods. That's why Stitching, or uh, Stitching, that's why uh, what's his name uh, called that book, The Chariots of the Gods, by the way. Uh, and, and we say that that must be the, the modus operandi of the gods. And if I do this thing, which it looked like the gods did, and how many people were murdered in Central America because they were told that their blood was royalty. Now we know that it's our DNA that is royalty, but they didn't understand DNA. And if they would have said to you, your DNA, they wouldn't have known what it meant. So they said your blood, because what is our DNA? Our blood, our life's blood. So then they were killing people, sacrificing them, thinking the gods would return. Okay, so people who are uneducated and who are childlike or children in their minds are going to do children, children, childlike things. God's angry with us. We need to sacrifice people to make him to appease the God. Where did God ever say that when God was here? If God did say that when God was here, God's that's not a God. Because a God. Somebody who loves people because a God. should not be someone who's full of ego, who thinks like a human. Because that's a human. That's 3D thinking. But if you're a child, you don't know that. Because your parents say, do as I say, not as I do. Right? Because your parents are children, too. They think they're adults because I'm a grown-ass man. I'm a grown-ass woman. Anybody who says that or thinks that, you are not. Because if you are, you don't have to say it. You don't have to prove that you're a grown-ass adult. Because people around you know you are. Because you act like one, you think like one, you walk like one, you talk like one. So you have to say that I'm a grown-ass man? That is a child speaking. Okay, I'll tell you what you do. You do what I tell you to do, not what I say. That is a child speaking to another child. The difference between the two is one has a body that's older than the other one, but they're both children. No doubt. All right, guys. I love you. I got to go. It's getting late. It's almost 7. I got to get dinner. I got to close the windows because mom's got the window open. Uh, blind still and it's bugging her. Uh, so i got to take care of that get some dinner in, in her and uh, get her ready for going to bed in a few hours. <laughs> I love you guys. Have a great night. I'll see you guys next week. But ponder what I said. Go back and listen to what I said. You'll understand it more. Uh, because uh, I just spoke again in, in seven more parables to get the point across that we was just getting across in the last seven questions that we just discussed. And then we'll move into the next session next week and move on from that. And if you guys think, those of you who think I ramble too much, Pay attention. One of the things that I said to you, you'll understand. And then, and then if you really pay attention, you realize I spoke in parables. And I was saying the same thing. Different ways. Coming at it from all the different ways from the seven archetypes. That are the seven ways that you all learn from. Some of you learn from more than one way because you've learned that. And others only learn one way. One of the things I said to you is going to ring true. And you're going to get it. Don't feel bad if you don't get the other ones. It's just not the way you learn. It's not your fault. we I had to learn how I learned. And learn. How is it that I learn? Same thing. How is it that I love? How is it that I express myself? How is it that I figure myself out? Those are the things that you have to figure out about yourself. Have a great night. Have a great weekend. And uh, may your God go with you. Peace.